0: Everybody. Welcome to the Changing Times Transformation Podcast. This is your host, Cheesy Dino, and here we are. It is here at last, the season finale for season two. Uh, been a long time coming, but it is finally here. So it's been a very exciting moment for us. We are here on the Transformation Exclamation Mark Discord server, and we are recording live with a live audience. Um, have some pretty great uh, stuff ahead of us. We'll be doing some quick questions for the first session and then going into Q&A following thereafter for the second part. So, um, of course, I'm joined here by my co-host, Amela Flox. Good day to you.
1: Hello. Nice to be here as always.
0: Right, good stuff and just like we had done in the first season finale we have gathered um, a good portion of our uh, podcast participants for season two and uh, we have separated it into three parts so this is obviously part one where we have uh, five of our returning podcasters so i'll go ahead and start from the top of, of the list down first joining us again is the arania And welcome to you, Aranya.
2: Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having
3: me, Cheesy.
0: Oh, most certainly. And next on the list, we have Katana.
3: Hello, thank you for having me again.
0: Of course. And next, we have Cobalt K. Hello, thanks for having me. That's most certainly. And next, we have uh, Pessimus returning as well.
4: Hey, hey, um, glad to be here. Thank you, thank you
0: albeit here just barely and uh also we have the gnome king last but not least joining us once more
5: hello uh, cheers for having us
0: all right good stuff so let's go ahead and dive right into it uh, i believe mel Fox will be starting us off today
1: yeah so i guess just looking at this right here it's kind of crazy I, i've actually never seen something like it a group of what how many people in here i mean in the 40s maybe 30
0: that's a good number it yeah. gets
1: me thinking you know um we're seeing sort of a new age of like togetherness and like the the consolidation of the community thanks to the internet and this is something i've i've broached before i, I know i've discussed it with bens actually on the the tf subreddit briefly but does this sort of consolidation in this um increased connectedness does it provide an opportunity for an accurate and thorough catalog of all the tf themes and subcommunities? is that something that could be done is it worth doing i mean we have just here among us uh well, how many different artists we have arinia Katinia, you do art right
3: uh i do stories and i do some like real life art stuff
1: yeah, and Kobo K, what you do, Art?
4: I, I am a digital artist. Okay,
1: so we have at least four or five different, uh, widely different art styles here, with a variety of TF-related topics, and I can't help but think, you know, is is there a value to really? Um, isolating and identifying like what exactly
6: those categories and art styles are because of the interests of people who are interested in tf all
0: right anyone can join in whenever
3: (laughs) so what you're saying is um we shouldn't split up uh by by categories Is, is that kind of what you're trying to get at
1: I think it's, it's more along the lines of, um, is it possible to to identify every single artist in the community, every single sort of art? And is it, is it worth putting them together into groups according to their similarities as far as the content and the style?
2: Some kind of like tagging system for the artists might work better since there's a lot of people that kind of dip their toes into a couple different genres.
6: Like yeah, if you I think- have
2: like a kind of profile list... But there's I don't know where that would be stored or
7: thinking of a lot of the you know, transformation art that's out there. It's it really seems like uh, a lot of artists go for a lot of different styles and genres. And I, I guess the, the transformation theme itself lends itself to that. Everyone is constantly looking for a new way to do different things or a new way to do the same old thing. Um,
5: yeah, I'd imagine you'd need some kind of centralization for it and, and there would be a massive amount of data to to try and organize. I don't think it's I, I personally don't think it would be worth doing such a thing. I think it's quite nice to have an organic, naturally kind of circulating community. Um I think if you tried to maybe um categorize it and put it into boxes, it might take away from some of the magic. Or it might it might not. It might make things easier to find for people.
4: See, I don't know where I would fit into a kind of box like that because I change styles so very often like i remember a couple of years ago i had like a nightmare before christmas kind of lengthy limb style and then all of a sudden now i'm like neoclassical <laughs> in in my approach so like i don't know exactly where i would fit in that in, in that in those boxes so
6: and
2: if, if
4: he's, sorry no go on
6: I was just gonna say
2: and I don't even know if he would be categorizing art style or content that you'd produce like would it be like people who do animal transformations or would it be more along the lines of cartoony versus realism there'd be so many different ways you could break it down that again changes over time as people come in and out of the, the community
5: I think you could only really categorize it by by quantifiable themes uh quanti- you know trying to organize by art style would be perhaps an exercise in futility since <laughs> art is a very subjective thing
3: and there's also yeah. like um there's audio there's like random like i don't know like oh i made a food and it represents tf in some abstract way you know i th-
4: i kind of i kind of like the way that e621 does it where it's just tag what you see and the content and like you just have a whole list of content that is like and that that just is fit into inside of the that the art style fits into like got you got like tf or if you got like um i don't know something weird in it it's it's all going to be it's going to fit into the, all those categories because if it's there then you're going to tag it that's
5: the yeah, that's i, it. I, think, I think such a system Sorry. Oh.
7: Uh, uh, I'm, I was saying uh, tagging is good for cross referencing and everything too, because how many of us in this chat have uh, been into specific types of TF, but then got into many other types of TF because we stumbled upon something in our pursuit of one thing, and st- uh, saw something slightly different, and it started us on different tangents. And go, oh, this is more interesting. This is just this is uh, just as interesting as the stuff I was looking for.
1: <laughs> that's true. I mean, nobody necessarily comes into the community specifically thinking like, oh, yeah, I really like, um, you know, especially if you're if you're a young person, they're never like, oh, I like this really niche, like latex transformation into an anthro. Like, that's not the way people think when they come in. Mm-hmm. Like, as you're introduced to things, as you said, and um, exposed to them over time, it's just kind of natural to like them more. And we were joking earlier about, you know, people becoming more... Uh, open to homosexuality by being involved in the the furry community at large. That's sort of
4: the same principle, right? I was very young when I figured when I I was very young when I kind of when when I kind of found myself in here. So I'm not exactly sure where I'm not exactly sure what to say in regards to that because
5: it's been too long. <laughs>
6: I, have seen
2: I think it's
5: and fair heard to say that uh, all, oh sorry honoring.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say I have seen and heard several other people say before you know I came for the blank and then I found this one piece that just really clicked with me and suddenly I found out okay that's my thing so yeah it is kind of a, <laughs> kind of
5: a <laughs> in and of itself, itself.
2: <laughs> yeah I think it's oh,
5: fair during. to say tastes evolve and uh, I think it was Doran mentioned in the chat it's a slippery slope that's probably the best way to put it
6: mm-hmm
0: so in a way, um, from what it sounds like, um, I'm going to set forth uh, the way your new website set up, Aranya, because we're talking mm-hmm. about tagging here. Um, I don't know if anyone here has visited her site or even um, come across it, even uh, briefly. So it's basically been, years. it's
4: been years, honestly. <laughs> okay. So, I, so need, I need a little catching up, sorry. Yeah. That's okay, I
5: do actually so. regularly visit Arana's site. and It's actually, real. I love the uh, new system.
2: Uh, I'm the number
0: one fan. Arana. Thank you,
2: guys. <laughs> I'm blushing here. Just, you know, no, I, I love the new web again, design. <laughs> just with the oh, most sorry, basic, guys. like, ugliest website. But uh, finally, I sat down, and after I got my Patreon set up, set aside a good chunk of money to be able to just completely redo it from the ground up with a tagging system that makes it searchable. And I love it. I love it so much. <laughs>
7: It was definitely right. worth the effort. Yeah. I know how painful it can be to update an outdated website. I'm, I'm, I updated a couple of years ago for my webcomic and uh it's I think it needs updating again and I don't have the time.
2: It it is a huge time consuming thing, and especially it's like the new system, it's like, oh, I can see exactly how many sequences I have. I, I have over a thousand sequences I had to completely uh, rebuild and that, oh. <laughs> But it's worth it and mm. it makes updating really easy and uh, it's much more user friendly
1: do you have any way to see how that may have affected like uh traffic to your site or to the various sequences
2: Uh, i don't really have any kind of a web counter or monitor so not a good way of knowing no
1: do you get the general sense though that the the tag system proved as it is has been like uh has had a major impact on the way people visit your site
2: I think so. I've gotten different feedback and comments from people, which seems to be working pretty well. I'm, I'm really glad of that. It makes it easier to group together like series when I have more than one sequence that kind of plays into an overall story, or if someone likes one sort of thing I do, it makes it really easy to find other, like, other skunk TFs I've done or other inanimate TFs I've done or
6: whatever.
0: Good stuff. And yeah, basically, um, just to give a visual idea... The way Irania has her site set up now, um, so you still see the the um, art as it typically would from you know recent to oldest. But she now has the uh, uh, I guess you could say two filter systems: once by species, once by like keyword or something like that. Uh, so from what it sounds like, um, the majority of you are kind of looking for a system similar to that, maybe. <laughs>
4: Maybe. Well, someone said um, earlier they
1: they like the E six two one tag system, right? It's I really use this a little more like specific and centralized than that, but that seems to be generally what's favored.
5: I see yeah. a lot of um, uh, tagging systems where they have things like things like uh, transgender, but they don't specify the type of uh, TG that they have. Oh, I hate that. Your site does, irani which I actually really, uh, really appreciate, which is the male to female, female to male, or stays male, will stays female. I actually really like that idea, and I, I kind of wish more systems would use that same kind of tagging so you could filter through themes in that way. It's, it's kind of a cool idea.
2: Thank, Thank you. Yeah, I got a lot of requests after the fact for the – I had a lot of tags for the transgender, but it was hard to filter out the ones that didn't contain it since I do a lot of work with that. So I went back through and. It, added the stays male and stays female tags to uh, the sequences, which I also think, like you said, helps, make, helps people find the sorts of things that they're looking for.
6: Yeah, no, it, it is super handy.
0: And it's kind of a double-edged sword since, you know, tagging is obviously dependent on the artist or writer to uh, properly tag it, so I'm kind of thinking of fur affinity in this case where you, you know read a story and then maybe two years later, try to look back for it, but you can't find it because they didn't tag it. So,
5: <laughs> Or they I misspelled think- the tags. Oh gosh. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. mm. yeah.
5: Well, I think E621 actually uses a system where any user can change the tags. And that kind of means people can update the tags, but on the double-edged sword there, it kind of people can disrupt them and, and change them if they fancy being a bit of a troll suppose which is a negative to that
4: system well that rarely happens though i'm mean as far as i know
3: that's what people were talking about uh with that new fa notification that came up where they were saying oh hey guys like what should we do with the tagging system and everyone was like well you guys should do the e621 tagging system where people can suggest tags and they said well that's very easily um uh, misused but they ban people who put too many tags so
5: oh yeah yeah Spam. So that's quite an interesting way of regulating
3: it. Yeah. Like if, if you're like a single user and you keep putting like the same tag on everything, like they can kind of find that in the system and then just kind of say, well, you're abusing the system, ban them.
5: Yeah, or maybe keep track of people who put the tags on and then if it's an incorrect tag or clearly a tag or removing all the tags, it's clearly a troll or something, they can just Exactly. It. I'm, yeah. pretty
4: oh, sure, okay. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure for Affinity has also said that they wanted to add a blacklisting feature like years ago. Yes. I'm waiting for it still because I'm I'm waiting for it still, Mir. If you're listening to this, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Do it now.
0: And Is there a negative on... to... Oh, sorry. sorry. Go
6: uh, ahead, cheesy. No, you
1: you first.
0: Uh, I was just gonna say since we're talking about you know centralizing a bit here, um, since of course, obviously, we're on Discord, um, and then you know people have telegram all these sort of social media um channels to reach and talk about tf do you think that with the introduction of these places to talk about tf is it has it evolved from the previous communities i know uh, i was on whats discord server i believe and we kind of joked about um irc servers of yesterday huh. and how it's just evolved into what it is now where you got twitter you got discord you got telegram all these sort of ways to talk about tf um do you think it's really just about the same just a little bit different or has it really become something bigger than itself
3: it's way bigger now like i remember yeah you're saying there used to be irc um, even, uh, what's that site? The TSA.transform.2? Like, it seemed like such a tiny little community. Like, they had these little stories, and they kind of all played with each other. And now it's like, holy shit, like, every every one of their brothers is into TF. And there's these massive, massive groups, like, what, the four, or 500-person group on uh, Telegram? That NSFW TF group?
4: Someone actually told me that, that TF is actually becoming more mainstream, which surprises me. It is.
1: I, I mean, it... Turned up uh, what a few weeks back in Philip DeFranco, right? I mean that to me is a sign. Did it? it
4: did. It did. Did yeah. it? You're gonna need to link me after that because I needed <laughs> yeah, to I don't see think that. I've
5: heard about that. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that either. You're gonna need to link us up to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really it <laughs> <You know, looking laughs> up yeah. be the,
1: interesting. Uh there's something about a reverse biblification um, sequence that became some sort of political soapbox.
2: Yeah, I heard about that one.
1: Yeah, oh, and uh, yeah. I saw that
2: one.
3: It does ring a bell, actually.
2: That poor artist.
3: That's not all T.F.O. No, but
4: yeah, we're no, mission boys. Just, I don't know, but I just, I, I heard it in my school too. Like I just, I just heard people talking like transformation porn. And I was just like, Oh, you heard
6: that in school? <laughs> in <public>? Yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was just doing my thing. And all of a sudden, right out of like the corner of my ear, I'm just, I'm just seeing, I'm just hearing transformation porn. And I'm just, What? What? Are they onto me? (laughs) They
6: know. (laughs) (laughs) I
4: showed showed one person my, I showed maybe two people my profile at the beginning (laughs) of the year. It shouldn't have spread that far. It really shouldn't
0: have. It's starting. It's starting to trickle in. And again, Rania, I don't want to put you on the spotlight too much here, but I do want to bring up the fact that you were on Cracked.com. So, oh, okay. um, if you don't mind going into a little bit of detail on that,
2: yeah, no problem. I was, I was honestly kind of blown away that I even got the um, <clears throat> the inquiry about that. Um, at first, when I got the email, I honestly thought it was a troll, that it was a joke. But I looked into it and. Yeah, it was. They were doing mostly, they were talking about um, furry art in general, but I don't know who tipped them on to me or not, but it was a really neat opportunity to answer some questions and be kind of taking a little, I not want to say seriously, but a very objective take on it, the what's really under the lid of doing commission art for a living. And it was a a neat experience. I I did not expect, however, that since I did put my photo on there, that I had someone on Facebook contact me. That you know from high school. It's like, oh my God, is this you? And I'm like, oh, oh. I, I did not even consider oh, this possibility. No. Oh
0: no <laughs> no. no.
2: <laughs> he, he was cool about it, and I haven't seen the guy in like 20 years. But that's
6: crazy. <laughs> it
3: was it was neat. <laughs> you know, Dragon
6: Storm's art was also
3: on uh, on Crash.
4: Yeah yeah. Remember he was.
3: that yeah.
5: And on TV.
4: That's crazy. Wait, yeah, it was on so, TV.
3: Uh, that's what Ern said. When, when was, was like it on TV? On,
0: no, I think that was Pickle Juice. That was on ETV. It was like a late night. Ah, oh, he's one of the other
2: long-time uh, big names.
5: I didn't know about this article. I'm just looking for it now. Holy crap! Is <laughs> it <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's
3: fun. Jeez.
5: Pickle Juice was on TV.
3: No, but there was a uh, there was yeah. an article on um, uh, what was it? It was like uh, turning into a donkey fetish or something, and and it it showed a. A picture of the kid from uh, what's that show, King of the Hill, like with some donkey
4: ladies. Just, I don't know. Bobby. Do. Bobby. Yeah. Oh, like, that Bobby. <laughs> that yeah. boy ain't right hanging out with them donkey ladies and all but I'll tell you <laughs>
5: what. I sell transformation and transformation accessories.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: think I've seen a propane tf sequence yet but maybe someday uh,
4: don't, don't i've don't, seen oh, don't, TF. don't
0: do it don't do it don't <laughs> no, I gonna I do the it? only one that's seen the fan tf <laughs> Fand- oh wait what
3: fan tf
0: what it's, a, it's like a fan a little blowing fan
3: your desktop talk- oh
7: yeah you may have work. to like i've <laughs> seen fans fan. <laughs> this, but i haven't seen any actual tf
3: interesting in animate where
7: on fa there's one or two uh there's one I know for sure. I can't remember their name because it's been a long time. But I, I saw every so often there it would pop up on um, FBA. They have a fan so for some uh, not a Fursona but a it's just a desk
0: fan <laughs> it's a desk fan yes yeah, an OC. It
7: actually, it's a very cartoony one and I'm like uh, oh yeah
4: I'm
0: there's right is, there's your pro oh my god it yeah. exists
7: of course it exists <laughs>
3: oh, ends why no. Oh,
4: no what what uh, look in the
3: look in the uh, stream chat.
5: Your nothing pool. is pure anymore
3: <laughs> <laughs> to all of you who are listening later and can't see the stream it's um, tank Hill turning into a propane tank uh, as an animal <laughs> cover
6: oh, oh, a real, a as, a,
7: <laughs> as a joke there was an in joke I did for everybody I roomed with at um, uh, Anthrocon 2015 I drew um, Paul Blart turning into a mall
6: <laughs>
7: oh. Nice. some somebody in our room just, <laughs> we started just making these tangential jokes and somehow we got on the idea of what if Paul Blart actually turned into a mall so
6: he was in of mall defending cop. a
7: mall <laughs> <laughs> you people,
4: literally Paul. Paul Blart mall mall then... blart mall Blarts oh, man. That's, oh
6: that's so bad
4: oh my god oh oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> You know,
1: it's funny because this, no. this is sort of a, a thing in our community is like acknowledging the absurdity of it and like the sort of yes, humor me. about it. You know, like That's I, great. the top post on Reddit is a picture of like a geometry transformation, like geometry. <laughs> like,
6: I
4: wait, what? I
1: don't know. I mean, people, people seem well, to no. think of it as a joke in a lot of ways.
4: Well, now that, that that just shines a new light on like the, on like all the toilet stuff that I've been seeing happening recently. Oh, yeah, and I don't and I don't, and because like for the longest time, I didn't know if that was a joke or if that was like a thing that people were really into.
2: I think I've, avo- I've missed that.
4: You, you, well, you know, it's here, so
0: you know you're not missing it.: I believe it.: <laughs> It's oh, definitely man. a thing. Yeah. It, is
2: there anything is. that isn't a thing?
0: You know,
1: after yeah, after AK, I don't think I don't think I can answer that.
4: I mean I mean, you know, Rule 34, you know, there's yep. yeah. the, if it if it exists, if it exists, there's TF of it.
7: If, if there is an object that exists in this universe, somebody at some point has fantasized about becoming mm-hmm. that object.
4: Probably. Yeah. I I guess that's where the whole attack helicopter thing came out was because someone mm-hmm. really wanted to be an attack helicopter.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course.
1: No, that was, that, that was from the get-go. That was uh, I- ironic.
4: No, no, it couldn't have been. That no,
1: was... it definitely was, I think.
7: <laughs> I, I kind of um, get the appeal of aviation TFs and, or aviation Sonas because you get yeah, to fly and that... like a cool right. machine at the same time.
5: I've seen those die Machine um, pictures and I've seen a couple of transformations of those. I know that, um, I remember who it was, was kind of getting into those um, and they're actually quite an interesting concept. Uh, what machine? machine? Dire machines, I think they're called. Uh, it's it's uh, there's a guy on FA who does them. Um, like uh, like dire wolf, dire machine. Sort of, yeah. They're, they're like living machines, and they they have a, like an right. whole anatomical structure to them. They have like biology, I suppose you could call it. It's kind of cool.
1: Oh, is this like that's uh, that race of the cat-like race? What are they called? Um. Oh, I can't think of the name. Oh, Titan? Cats? Titan. Yeah, no, it's not chat cats. It's um. They're. They're like biomechanical. Oh. They're like cats. They're they're like feral stance. Oh no, I can't think of it. It's uh, that- Tal Talix or something. I don't know. Oh, I need to I find out.
2: I mean, there's a lot of you know Transformers fans, and there's a lot of yeah that aspect of the sentient machines.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah there we go. Yeah. Pessimist. That's the, that's what I was talking about. I think that's
4: yeah. The <laughs> Titan, <laughs> oh, it's Titan at, at, at Atelier or something. I don't know how to pronounce English. I'm sorry.
3: Titan Atelier, Atelier. I don't
4: know. Yeah. A-T-E-L-I-E-R. That's a T E L I E R.
0: It's a mouthful to say there. <laughs> oh, but yep. Telixius. That's, uh,
1: that's what I was thinking of. Telixius.
0: I haven't heard. <clears throat>
6: Um, yeah, have see if i can
1: find a reference it's it may be from the same person who created circles
4: guys stop reacting to it it's just a thing this I...
5: is fright, <laughs> fright. <laughs> i must admit i've never heard of those ones before i've only ever heard of the checkouts Chakat or how you pronounce it um which are quite an interesting way well, there's,
1: there's a number of of um made-up, like, hybrid species, I think. And I think that comes naturally with the idea of TF, like, freedom from form. Of course, people are going to explore things of their own creation,
4: but
5: um, we got references to mythology as well, like, had, and stuff. I have a whole,
4: like, I have a whole, like, uh, f- like text file on, like, circle stuff that I wanted to do a long time ago, but never got around to doing. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I know it's one of the most uh, popular ones, but, you know. Here, who's the Felixian? Circles are cool. Circles are cool. Oh, shit, that's awesome.
3: Circles can be cool. Mm
4: -hmm. That's actually pretty dope. That is dope. (laughs) Um,
2: Amiria is what it says in the uh, katakana? Amiria?
4: Amiria. Amiria. Um, that might be the, the artist. Oh, no, I need to check. I think so. Ameria. That's... Um... Oh, it's
1: uh, it's Amelia. It's the... Uh... Yeah, that's the name of the character. It's, oh, a, it's okay. a strangely blase name for a robotic space cat. But...
5: <laughs> I was just about to say that, Dorian. Dorian mentioned it looks like Metal Gear. It almost looks like the... Uh, is it Crying Wolf from Metal Gear Solid 4?
4: Uh, yeah, you're right. Yes. It's... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so the so the best one it's the best one
0: but um yeah it's all kinds of stuff out there so um where were we oh yeah so (laughs) yeah i definitely think um transformation is it's slowly slowly getting out there so maybe one day we'll all happily enjoy it together um but (laughs) yeah just just to digress from that a little bit um uh, in terms of like, in terms of mainstream, since we're sort of on the topic here. Um, so TF games or TF and games in general, uh, obviously we have some games focused on TF already coming out. Uh, obviously we have little Napoleon's changing times, uh, visual novel coming out pretty soon here. Uh, and I'm not sure if most know about Benz. I believe Benz, uh, if you want to chime in on this for your um, VR game that you plan to come out eventually, which I'm actually pretty excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure more more games focused on TF will come in the future as well. But um, just a sort of another, another um, way of perceiving TF with games or even just uh media in general what do you guys think would be the next step for that
5: like i think i think virtual reality almost certainly i think that's probably the next logical step and i think tf becoming more mainstream as it were kind of uh, benefits that because the more focus there is in general on transformation the more money and the more work people put towards it and you
4: get, get I mean, bad stuff. I mean, but VR is, like, really difficult to code at the moment. I'm not sure, but, like, yeah. like at the moment, I'm not sure if it'll, like, get easier in the future, but I'm not sure if there's going to be... Like, I'm sure the, the dedicated few are going to get to that point where they're just going to be, like, putting it out so much, so frequently that it, it's just gonna it's just going to blow up, but...
3: Well, I'm VR is sure. going to get more, more cheap. Like, it's just going to get cheaper mm-hmm. with time and going to be more mainstream. Yep. And that's one I mean, of those platforms that if they
2: can get it to work, I mean, that's obviously going to branch into the porn industry quick. No, literally, no. Industry. Oh, yes. And so once you have that audience, yeah, it's... Of
0: course, uh, Japan takes the mantle on that one.
3: That'll help. <laughs> it's, it's fun because VR that's can literally fun. encompass everything else. Like, we can have all of the art that we already have, plus new types of art in VR.
4: Isn't there already VR porn? Like mm-hmm. yeah there is.
3: Like regular there's, like vanilla
5: porn yeah Yeah, there's yeah they have um, uh, I think they have places you can literally put on the headsets and full suit well not full suits but like immersive stuff and, and go go all hours as well which is yep. it's pretty impressive how fast technology advances.
4: Stick their dick mm-hmm. in an orb. Yep.
1: At sure. the same time though, this talk about about VR it feels a little premature to me always because I don't really feel like the TF community has really even quite made the jump to, like, quality, like, TF animation as, like, a common uh, thing of content. I mean, it just takes a lot of work. That's the thing. It's, like, a lot of um, work on both VR and animation has to be done at an individual level because we're not mainstream enough to have a, you know, a um, a production studio working on something.
4: It's all about dedication.
1: But it's incredibly difficult, isn't it? I'm not an artist myself, so I can't personally test. But
4: well, I am actually working on an animation at the moment. Um, I've been working. I'm work. I am working with a couple people, but no one I'm working with does draw. Well, one person I, I'm working with does draw, but they're not really drawing with me. So, um, basically, what I have to do is I gotta. Is I'm is I have to draw the frames like perfectly, and then I have to redraw them and then color them, which is, which which sounds like a pain in the ass. But I just know yeah, that it's, in the end, it's a lot of work. It's it was an ambitious it was an ambitious project, and I'm just going to be happy that I that I got it done. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, can I can only re- imagine um, how it much more. Oh, go ahead.
2: Sorry, I was going to say it'll probably pop up like just how it comes up in movies and you know kids' TV shows is just a a narrative trope. It would probably come up in other platforms too through that method, but not necessarily catering to TF fans specifically.
7: Mm. Yeah, like um, totally spies. I think did a really good job with that. Consistently, uh-huh. they had a plot line that, mm. on its face, was pretty you know pretty uh, uh, expected for a cartoon spy show but then they incorporated tf deeply into that plot so it was satisfying for anybody that watched it. any if you just watched it for the action and and the adventure or if you were a tf fan you could watch it and enjoy the tf for what it was and be entertained by the story at the same time i barely i barely remember totally spies i'm sorry like i i know
4: it was i know it i was like I was just a baby when that when that show was coming out, too young. but oh, I'm God. too young. I'm apparently too young for it.
5: There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of TV shows in the late nineties and sort of early two thousands mm-hmm. that had a lot of transformation themes in it. I always yes. had this conspiracy oh, that yeah. there were some there was someone or a group of people who worked in that industry and were like, guys, we need to get transformation into this industry. Let us be subtle about it and write it in, and no one will know the wiser.
4: I mm-hmm. think. Honestly, it makes good makes for it makes for a good MacGuffin. Honestly,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, because I think of ahead, sorry.
4: Oh, no, I was just I was just going to say, because like, if you think about it, like maybe like it's a like Brave, for example. Was like, I, I, I know people I know I know there's a lot of people who apparently hate the movie Brave, but I thought it was good because they used they used her mom turning into a bear as like a way for them for them to change to change their perspective towards each other, and they just and it just worked, and oh my, oh, oh, now I remember that. <laughs> How could you forget that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was probably just repressing it. I'm
0: not sure. Why would you repress something so great?
2: I remember so. loving the episodes of like Batman the Animated series oh, or yes. uh, gargoyles that would have transformation episodes. Gargoyles.
6: gargoyles almost
2: gargoyles. every big good plot driven um, cartoon <sighs> series would have at least a couple of transformation episodes.
5: I remember I think it was I think it was as you said, the Batman animated series. And there mm-hmm. was a, a, a where bat or a man bat transformation. And yeah. it has stuck out. in my mind yeah, there so were a couple time.
7: episodes of Batman for that. Episode.
2: And they had an episode where Catwoman was turned into a Catwoman.
7: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and there was a show um, called, um, what was that show yeah. called? Cyber Six. There's a lot of TF yeah. in that show.
0: There's werewolf, and I forgot. There was a werewolf. Cyber person, what? I no? think too. Cyber Third? Six. Cyber Six. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm thinking of, uh, gosh, not Cyber Six. It's a different one.
3: Cyber Six did have werewolves though, so you were getting it right, anyways.
0: Oh, uh, maybe Cyber I'm thinking Six. of. I'm thinking of a cyber something with, like, dogs, maybe. I don't know. Big Road rovers? Um, <laughs> probably. There's been so many shows. Um, but, yeah, it's, it is quite evident, the change in uh, content as far as TF goes in recent days. I mean, <clears throat> just to put a solid example, uh, Beauty and Beast, the animated original uh, if you look at the reversion scene of that, it's quite detailed. It's, you know, very smooth transition. I don't know if anyone's seen the live-action version of uh, the American Beauty and Beast that's yeah. pretty much a poof, I guess we could call it. Oh. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a very evident things are... Yeah, things have changed as of recent. Um, I think, to be honest... The one show in recent times that I've seen do a pretty detailed TF is uh, Unlimited, um, uh, not, not Unlimited, Ultimate Spider Man with um, the Lizard TF. And I think Amazing Spider Man also did, um, uh, what's his name, Craven into a uh, sort of lion person. So I think oh, yeah. that is probably amongst. The few recently that I've seen do a very detailed TF. <clears throat> what about does... uh,
4: what, what about what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Michael Bay one? You know he's um, in on this. That oh, one, oh, was, the second one.
5: It uh, was pretty yeah, decent. I've
2: almost blocked those movies, but that was pretty <laughs> neat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I completely understand. Come the same. on, you know this he's Michael in it too. Bay. You know he is. I didn't. He's I didn't just see the TF explosions. in them. Explosions.
2: Oh, well, there was a transformer that could look human. So they had the sexy girl into like her tongue got super long, which was kind of hot. But you know, yeah, I, think, <clears throat> I
0: think I think that know. was it's, one of those exclusives. the The whole girl with the the robotic tail. I think that that mm-hmm. uh, wasn't even no, just I, a TF I think they were
1: talking about the into. the Teenage Ninja Turtles movie
0: that there was. TV oh, in that.
2: oh yes, that's right. Well, the Rocksteady Bebop. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, I
3: only saw that part of that movie.
0: It's kind of disappointing, too, because the original concept, I'm not sure if anyone's seen the concept art for that, um, they are much more, um, I guess you could say, realistic in form, rather than this sort of brutish, cartoonish look, um, but I think the idea was they wanted to um, garnish more, yeah, garnish towards the younger field much more better.
4: Sell toys. That's all Michael Bay wants to do is just sell toys. That's all. And just
2: make money. I mean, let's really get down to the. <laughs> it's
5: the same line. with Transformers. It's why the Transformers series has gone on for as long as it has. In in, in every case, it needs to be aborted because it is yeah. a dreadful series. Actually, but it's just to sell toys That's would, in the end.
4: I mean, I mean, film the film industry would heavily disagree with you, In in fact, they're <laughs> going to, they're go, they are just going to milk it until it's dead.
6: Oh yeah. So, so, but uh, from an artistic <laughs> they make, standpoint,
2: they make buckets of money somehow.
4: Well, i I don't know this. I don't know the secret, but there's just a lot of appeal to Transformers. I guess it's just
5: cool. I have He's literally never cool seen i scenes. But that's I've <laughs>
3: Any of the videos of Transformers. Like, I've never seen any of the movies, never, never seen any of the cartoons, but I have, like, every single fucking, uh, the little, the toys, the ones that turned into animals, because I was a, I was a kid and all I wanted was Animal TF, and I didn't care about any of the stories. I was like, these things turned into animals. <laughs> oh, so I just had shelves full of them. I think it was Beast Wars with the with Yeah, the series
5: I think they were called Beasties though. in yep. Canada,
3: though, because yeah. they didn't want, like, Wars to be the title of a, of a kid's show. So Beasties, yeah.
6: It's too far. Beasties. <laughs> See, it
2: that sounds me a little slow. bit because I liked the process, and I didn't like you have to, like, Turn their heads into their stomachs and have the, the head come out the back. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's always a bit janky.
0: I think beasties is a little too lewd. I don't know. Maybe Stupid it's name. Me. Lewd.
6: Very <laughs> naughty beasties. Think, it's sort of
0: <laughs> this
1: sort of cartoon is like dropped off though. Like cheesy Dan said, there's only like one or two examples maybe in recent history. You know, is you know we we feel like TF is becoming mainstream, but. I mean, are we going to have a generation here who doesn't get the same triggers we got because that whoever it was that was creating those themes and kids' shows, you know, mm-hmm. clearly they're not in the, the game anymore, you know? So are we going to have, like, population-age disparity issues
0: going on here? It, I think... It all depends, uh, I think. Yeah, oh, is it still there, or are
2: we just not watching cartoons anymore?
0: It, it's there, it's just it's still there. subtly.
4: It's still there, it's still there but... Who who wants to watch Johnny test? You know,
6: yeah.
2: Who
4: wants to do? Who well, wants to wa- Who wants to sit through that torture just to watch? Just to, just to watch that kind of thing? Uh, not me. Definitely. Well,
3: even in the new Samurai Jack, there's a little bit of TF.
0: A little, a little bit, of yeah. Bit. Really? But
3: yeah.
2: Again, um, I, I don't, it's certainly a I don't theme in um, Steven Universe. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's
6: such a good show.
1: It's more team though. I. Isn't it is. Right? It's more it's poopy. Much quicker.
2: But I mean, it's the art style in general though.
7: Yeah, someone right. in the chat also earlier mentioned Beast Boy and Teen Titans, and that's true. like yeah, those are also pretty poofy. But uh, that's like a core thing for his character, and he uses his animal powers in fights, so it is relevant. There was a there was a scene where
4: he there was an episode where he where he just lost control of his powers. I remember that that was pretty scary. Which Teen Titans? That titan was a pretty scary episode.
2: About? Honestly, From the original
7: series. Okay. Huh? From like the one. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Lots of people in the chat. Transformation is still a huge theme in comics, and those are obviously, you know, a rich mining area now for you know cartoons based on at the movies. I'm sure once the Spider-Man movies get rolling with the MCU, there's going to have to be some characters that are going to integrate some transformation themes. It's so much of his villains um, roster.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a shame when I see uh, transformation in media like films and stuff, but they are done so poorly i know i know there's budgets yeah. and time constraints and all sorts but like um like shadow oh, oh, shadow Blank. changing okay <laughs> <laughs>
4: Holy, is that everything right? okay plank just <laughs> tried to kill me <laughs> what tried to kill you plank
6: from Ed
4: and Eddie, I have, are, are we talking about
6: the Scientist? or
1: <laughs> no?
4: No, no I ha, okay. I don't know if any. Okay, I don't know if anybody's. I don't know if anybody's watched Ed, Ed and Eddie, but I just have a two x four sitting in my room right now because I was going to use it to like build a guitar or something. And I don't know. We were just joking about it one night, and I just drew Planck's face on it, and he just nearly fell over on me again. <laughs>
7: That's hilarious. I was just please trying to
3: make a joke. Lie. I didn't expect
4: to be right. Don't <laughs> die during the podcast. I, I, put, I put him away. Plank can't hurt me anymore.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay well, on, on that note, I feel like oh, sorry. we lost sorry. our sorry. thought a sorry. But no, no, it's fine. We, <laughs> we probably need to move on to some, some new topics anyways.
4: No, I, I, I interrupted Aranya. I, I, wanted to, I genuinely wanted to hear what she wanted to say.
2: Oh, I was mostly saying that... Um. Now that the Spider-Man movies are probably going to be getting some momentum with the MCU, that's you're probably, hopefully, going to be able to see some better on-screen transformations with the budget that that studio has to throw at it with, mm-hmm. you know, so much of his rogues gallery being based on, like, science gone awry.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, we did get a re- recent lizard transformation with the the shitty Sony movies, so everyone kind of just discuss- I mean, that even had a whole transformation plot line. It was, let's turn the city into lizards. They just like never showed that. it.
5: It's a shame, because oh. they, they had the more human face with that, and I was so disappointed that they yeah. didn't give him a more lizard-like face, because in every iteration of Spider-Man, or everyone I've seen, he mm-hmm. always has that big lizard snout, and it looks awesome. But yes. for some reason, they gave him that really odd lizard, like human lizard face, and it just looked weird. I hate
2: it. I think it's yeah. so many of the actors want to still be recognized, even when they're doing...
5: Yeah. It's It's such a shame as well, because the tail the the feet and the arms and everything like the, the claws and and the talons and it just looked fantastic apart from the face and it was such a disappointment.
4: Everything everyone's face in the Ultimate Spider Man movies just like were wrong, <laughs> especially okay. I will I will not lie. When when the Green Goblin first appeared, he looked. I just he just really reminded me of my cousin, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> He he made that really stupid snarly face, and I just I just cracked it up because.
7: Oh, um, it's also stupid. worth noting I think that a lot of the TFs that have that are happening in the movies that we're talking about they're all villains a lot of them mm-hmm. so That's I true. think there's also a conscious effort on the designers uh, to make them look <laughs> ugly and grotesque so that we mm-hmm. you know we will root for their destruction. That's a good oh, point. Yeah.
4: No, I don't. Well, well, they're doing a poor job because now I want him to stay. Now I want him to stay.
7: Also, this seems like, especially with the Michael Bay movies for Transformers and uh, TMNT, the idea of real life is ugly. So we are going to make all these fantasy characters, whether they're Autobots and Decepticons or Bebop and Rocksteady and the Ninja Turtles, we're going to make them somewhat grotesque because that's more realistic compared to the live actors that they're working against.
4: Right. I mean I mean one thing that I definitely learned is that you still have to take into account appeal because yeah. that's because like appeal is definitely what's gonna sell your character. If it doesn't have appeal, it's not gonna sell.
7: Yeah, and that's kind I of, that was one of Disney's Walt Disney's like core tenements. And um it's weird to see Michael Bay's movies getting so much popularity considering they look horrible. <laughs> At least subjectively, like a lot of us, I think, agree. That they, they literally
4: all look the yeah, same, distracted. though. Like, oh, it's you. it's something that should be pointed out in every fight scene of the Transformers movies, that you can't tell what the Decepticons are and what the mm-hmm. Autobots are.
5: It's, <laughs> a, it's just an explosion of, of of nonsense, really, isn't it? Half the time with the fight scenes and the camera shaking all over the place, and you can't actually tell what the hell is going on half the time. It's just, it's, Ex- It's why I kind of preferred the first movie to the rest of them, because the first movie was a bit more restrained, and it felt a bit more original, and then the rest of the films just were capitalizing on the first film's success.
2: Well, at least there's been a move more recently as far as the villain designs towards more nuanced and sympathetic villains.
0: Yeah, I've seen that a little bit. I think they even did that with TMNT Mm -hmm. a little bit. Because then they can um, still
2: sell toys of the villains.
0: Right. And on the um, Matter with the Spider-Man movie as of recent <clears throat> Just a bit of an easter egg um, If you watch that movie And you go to the scene Where the police officers Are all turning into lizards If you look very closely They are all the same person
2: um, Wow So, you're so lazy
0: you <laughs> Just watch through that scene wow. And you will recognize it right away <laughs> Damn and, And also on the note of comics, I do see... I think that's sort of the shift um, since comics are a little bit more liberal as far as uh, expanding on ideas. Like I just saw Rarden posted um, American Kaiju, um, which was a a military person that got TF'd into Godzilla, essentially. And then you got um, the all-new X-Men Beast has now this demonic form he's achieved recently so there's a lot of tf and comics that i've seen uh, and i'm sure it's going to just expand from there um but yeah just as uh meliflox was saying just to transition into um our next question here um and i want to ask this because cora actually talked about this um on her discord uh server was the um Pretty much like pay sites, um, and we talked about it a little bit on her own episode um, as of recent. But um, she brought up the topic of Patreon, and I kind of want to reference you, Rania, pessimist. I know you have your Patreon for your animation. Um, so, what her issue was that um, recently she had a patron um, subscribe to her Patreon. And then, oh, of course, oh. there's the loophole where you can unsubscribe before you get charged. So she was mm. pretty upset about that.
4: Yeah, um, so wanna... I heard Yeah, she was, she was royally pissed about that. Mm. I remember that. So she was royally wanna... pissed about that. Exactly. Have... So
2: I... I was having a lot of problems with that when I first put my Patreon together. If someone would subscribe to get all the content and then drop... But, at least within the last few months, Patreon's introduced a new option to charge them initially when they subscribe. and then c- it continues on with the at the top of the month, s- charging them. So that seems to have fixed that loophole. I know a lot of people who are on Patreon were getting kind of screwed by that system beforehand.
5: yeah, because I, I think I, I um I recently subscribed someone to Patreon and it immediately charged my account. So I think they fixed it. the fact that it doesn't charge you at the end of the month, so they actually get to pay so people can't steal content anymore. Don't think, they? Um, not
7: they introduce that as a um, as an opt in thing? Like, don't you as, as a Patreon creator have to toggle it on for it to happen? Because I my, did. I
2: don't know what the standard is anymore.
7: Yeah, I think like I was. I don't have any content that um, uh, that's affected by that. Uh, but I have noticed in my settings. I think it's a checkbox. It will say like charge your Patreons automatically when they register, as opposed to at the end of the month. I thought so that, maybe um, maybe it's automatically on by default. I don't know for news for new Patreons.
5: Ah, okay, that, that makes sense.
4: I thought that um like Patreon like finds you if I thought that Patreon it's either Patreon or PayPal that finds you like if you uh if you do a drawback.
0: Maybe it's both. No, I don't <laughs> think I've seen that. I mean, I've seen um, artists that would use like a third-party system like they would email you the content rather than rely on patreon to ship that out um or something similar to that process so i really couldn't speak for all of your behalf on that matter
4: (laughs) well i've never
7: Uh, had a point about charging oh sorry intro
4: oh no problem I, I, i i've honestly never had that problem before like I don't know. Maybe I'm too small for it. Maybe my Patreon's too small for that kind of thing. But um, so far, if someone's card is de- so far if like someone's card is declined or whatever, I just
7: like take them off the list. That's all. And what in the chat is a good point about how there's an option to charge per creation as opposed to charge per month. But for the for um, people who. And I think Ariana, you were one of them. Like you had like an archive; people could access an archive, right? It isn't necessarily an artwork that you're putting up immediately right now that people are being charged for. It's it's a backlog of stuff.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And it's you know, mm, there's certain things I'll put up like the donation art for the given month and take down after a little over a month. And um, access to like updates before they hit the site and a couple things like vlogs, but. There's a archives of those, but for the most part, it's I, I kind of did it per month since there's not really a periodic update that I'm doing other than the once a month update to my website. Mm-hmm.
7: But it is definitely nice to see Patreon giving different creators different options to fit their model.
2: Yeah, yeah I think Patreon got bigger faster than they were expecting. I don't think they yeah. had a very big <laughs> team of developers at the onset, so they weren't exactly prepared for all this systems and issues that they that came up through use, but they've been pretty good about listening to feedback and adding new uh, options and tools for the developers. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And fun fact, the number one Patreon is uh, Corruption of Champions. And um, huh. I'll give bonus points nice. to anyone who can f- find or figure out what their monthly um, uh, I guess you could say how much they get per month. <laughs>
6: The Did
1: they have it of, hidden? Out of any of the Patreon's,
0: well, Kev Poe has. I just, it spot
4: a, on. I just know he makes. I just know. I just know he makes a stupid amount of money. <gasps> How,
0: How much 28K K a month? Twenty-nine K. I think it has actually oh, has surpassed thirty K per month. Now, oh. um, granted, I
2: think the biggest I had heard of was like Sakimi Chan, who does like the amazing, like re- hyper realistic kind of anime style. But I don't know if she's um, still on yeah. the top or.
0: I don't think so. I looked it up maybe last month what the top was. It was actually between Corruption of Champions and there's another browser game, I think.
5: Trials and Tainted Uh, Space.
0: That's the same person. (laughs) Um, I think it may have been So I can't recall. Um, But it was another browser game. Oh, no, it was um, Breeder... Something Breeder. Breeder Farm or something like that. It's a game where you breed different animals and something like that. It it was on E E six twenty one on one point or something. Um anyhow, um where was I? Ah, breeding season. Yep, that's what it was called. But um <clears throat> yeah, I I definitely see Patreon um expanding their scope to support the um the Patreon people or your your patrons much better in the future so good stuff on that matter
1: <laughs> assuming the absolute worst about the future of Patreon like say that you know something in the model is discovered you know to have a loophole and it completely collapses as a viable source of income for artists specifically artists involved with TF what, what is the next best sanctuary I mean what is what is the alternative is there one?
0: Not no. that I know of, and I Other I than just, just self promotion,
2: yeah.
4: I'm not really, I'm not really, sh- I'm not really sure why it would go, why it would go after um, TF specifically, but like, I could because the the audience, because the the people who use Patreon to make livings is like really diverse in the content that create that they create, so.
2: And Patreon oh, no. from the get go is very like pro. You can do adult content if you want. Just make sure it's not mm. available if someone's not a patron.
0: Yeah, and I mean it. They do have diversities. I've seen podcasts using Patreon. Um, there's comic book or not? Well, I guess you could say comic book or web comic artists that use it as well. So it's not just strictly to like furries or transformation. Um, but on the, um, I just remembered what I was going to say on, uh, Finoxo in his, uh, Corruption of Champions game. He does outsource some of the, um, scripting material. Um, and I just found this out speaking to, um, ABCD at Fernal Equinox recently. He actually wrote the script for one of the, uh, sex scenes. So Finoxo, if you, um want to or if he asks some people to write a script he would pay them to do so so I, I do know that much
4: i mean that's not like i don't think that's a bad thing like like corruptions of champion despite like how repetitive and samey it gets after a while it's still a huge game Oh a huge certainly. ambitious project so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any blame on him for like wanting to hire other people to do like a sex scene or two
6: mm-hmm. just as, yeah, it... <laughs> no, go on.
0: Oh, go ahead. I was just confirming. <laughs> no, I have nothing to say.
1: I mean, it, it's the same thing we talked about the animation, right? Like after a point, there's only so much work you can do by yourself. So yeah, like the future of like super high quality, you have content. Even if if Corruption of Champions isn't exactly like the best thing that will ever happen in TF, you know, there's a place for forming teams and outsourcing things and specializing the labor on it, you know, and you know to to a point that's what happens with mainstream TF media. I mean, technically, those people are making an income in a professional sense from TF, even if it's not quite as directly adult as many of us are used to here.
3: I still can't believe they made a mobile game for that. What? The Mobile Corruption, oh, Corruption of Champions. Of it was on yeah. Android. Oh, what?
0: Android. I yeah. saw someone in
3: class, I saw someone yeah. in class playing yeah. it, and that's how yeah. I, I got them outed. As you saw team.
0: someone in class playing it. You saw some, I someone in class played that in <laughs> yes. public?
3: Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, you're a fucking furry. And he's like, OK, day. you caught me.
0: <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah.
3: that's how I knew that uh, one of my classmates in like a university lecture uh, was in the TF. Uh,
0: You (laughs) you had to take him away to the lewd jail.
3: (laughs) I took him to a furry convention and then he played pool with the Dagon Yad. Oh. (laughs)
5: That's quite nice, actually. What a story, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's um, one of the good things, though, about things like we've seen with Star Citizen. For example, crowdfunding is a very powerful tool. If there's enough demand for something like a VR game, a tfvr game or a or a tf animation or something you can always crowdfund it and if there's enough demand for it it can get pay, you know it can get mm-hmm. it can get crowdfunded get people on board and it's, it's whether or not they deliver on that product is you know i
4: don't i don't know i feel weird for me personally i feel weird about like bringing in that i i feel weird about bringing in that demand because like i don't know it feels it feels weird like because i've never actually like thought about like doing like hey you guys should give me money to do this like you guys should give me money to do this project to do this pet project because like I usually pet projects you don't pay for and I don't know it's it's just kind of it's just kind of a thing because I now have people giving me money for the animation that I'm working on like it's cool but I don't know it's it's just it it's just, um, I guess, uncom—I guess, uncomfortable for me because I've never really, I've, I've never really done this kind of thing before, so I don't know mm. where to draw the line. I guess.
5: Right. I suppose you could say it's an expectation on your part to finish the project, mm. to you know, give you regular updates and and all sorts of other stuff when you're you're not entirely sure whether or not you can do it because it's different from just selling a product. Cause you've got that product in your hand, you can give it to the person they give you do money. It's an exchange. But mm-hmm. for crowdfunding, it's an expectation rather than a product that you're delivering. Um, so I, I, I can sort of see why it, it might seem somewhat um, scary, uh, but I think that's something that people who do decide to support for crowdfunding goes. Um, yeah. they, they, something they need to understand is that they're not necessarily they're not, when, when someone says, "Oh, I'm going to be crowdfunding to make this game," um, expect it to fall through, or don't expect it to fall through, but be prepared for it to fall through. Like when I supported uh, Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen because I'm a big fan of space sims, um, I didn't expect, you know, I didn't, I didn't know for certain that they were gonna, they were gonna happen. I gave them my money in kind, in good faith, hoping that they would deliver. And, and to be fair, on Elite Dangerous' part at least, they have. So I suppose that's the The exchange is equal to understand
7: yeah it's the difference between an investment and a down payment
4: yeah that's that's usually why that's usually why I don't um like especially for like for like mainstream video games even though this is like not really as independent season passes for like games like Fallout and whatnot I I really disagree with on a huge level because it's it's so they're they're not they're first of all they're extremely expensive they can run you up into the hundreds when you include the price of the main game but also when you when you think when you really think about it like they don't have to guarantee they're they don't guarantee that there's going to be extra content there might the the season pass just says there might be extra content aside from the day one DLC that they that they're going to guarantee.
6: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean it's
4: it's it, it, it kind of leads to my distrust for for like uh, crowdfunding, and I'm not sure if that's mm. just I'm, I'm not sure if uh, my fear of people not really wanting to uh, put that kind of uh, gamble onto my end is just like a product of my own fears or if it's just an actual, you know
5: I kind of know what you mean because I have the similar sort of feeling when it, whenever I pre-order games, if I ever do pre-order games because it's like, if I pre-order a game I've, I haven't got the, the benefit of knowing whether or not the game's going to be good or if it promises on what it delivers um, but it's that risk that I take in purchasing the product before it's finished I suppose anyway. it's it's on the buyer rather than the creator to a certain extent. Obviously if the mm. if the creator basically goes, ha uh, suckers, I'm gonna take all your money and then bug off, then yeah, yeah, obviously there's legal legal problems there.
4: It's kinda of what it's kind of the same. It's kind of what happened like when Nintendo released a switch and more than half of its and more than half of the consoles were like broken in some way shape or form they were just they just had either dead pixels they started making noise they wouldn't play the games some of them even bricked (laughs) like straight up bricked and i don't know i look at that and i see that as an example of what not to do i don't want to be nintendo in that situation because their policy is also horrible a dead pixel does not like apparently a dead pixel doesn't count in the warranty so you're, so if you got a whole bunch of dead pixels on your Switch, then it's like, bye. Good luck with that.
7: Well, that's actually, for, um, for monitors and televisions, manufacturers usually uh, specify the minimum number of dead pixels for the warranty to, to qualify because there are so many pixels on a monitor. Um, so I, could, I, I agree that um, the Switch rollout definitely had a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. Um, Dead Pixel is just one inconvenience among many others that Nintendo should have addressed more directly, yeah.
4: It's, and, it's, it's just ludicrous in my opinion, because it's, because you know... Yeah, go ahead.
0: I, I can see where you're coming from in sort of your um, sentiment on being jaded about your own content. I mean, you're doing an animation... Um, by yourself at that and it's just a huge undertaking um, I mean I could I could take um, Fast Track as an example here when he showcased that werehorse TF of his own and then just everybody just freaked out and wanted to see more and um, we haven't really seen much of it since but from what I understand he's been slowly trying to build the support to finish that project which of course I'm sure many hope to uh, see in the foreseeable future um, but also to kind of uh, kind of uh, um, counter well not really counter but sort of coincide with what Gnome King said about like games uh, especially nowadays that the whole ideo- ideology of alphas is so popular we've seeing so many early alpha access games and you really don't know if you're going to see that finished product. I mean, I'm sure we'll uh, see star citizen pop up in, you know, the year 2050, but um, (laughs) uh, it's, we just have to hope it comes out. I mean, even for example, with um, little Napoleon's game um, and what can uh, chime in on this as well, but you know, it's what's uh, sorry. Little Napoleon's game. There's a, a group of us so there's Wyatt there's myself doing the music he has two writers so there's just that huge undertaking because we have to you know create this content do these different plot lines all these variations and it's just so much undertaking for one particular person so I don't think you're really alone it's not just you in that sentiment it's just a general aspect of looking at the overview of what you have to do and sort of shying back from that when you finally realize it but um <clears throat> yeah and some good stuff on that matter um i do want to bring the uh, first part of the session to a close here so um what we'll do is we'll go ahead and take a break here and then we'll jump into uh, part two of this recording which will be the q a which should be pretty exciting So I just want to say, everybody, thanks for listening in. This is the Changing Times Transformation Podcast with your host, Cheesy Dino, and also co-host Mel Flocks, And we will see you back when we come back from the break. Thanks for listening. Welcome back everybody you're listening to the changing times transformation podcast you're listening to your host cheesy dino and also co-host mella Phlox. and we're back here for session two of the uh, part one season finale so i just want to go ahead and quickly go through who we have with us here tonight uh so returning guest arania great to have you back again
2: hello great to be here
0: all right and katana as well hello there okay and we also have cobalt k hello all right and also we have uh pessimist was with us as well howdy and apparently a dog Um, and also (laughs) lastly but not least we have uh the gnome king with us yo yo all right so great to have you guys back here again so uh, once more for this session we are going to do a Q&A um in the last week or so we posed forward a um request for all of these transformation discord people to send in their lovely questions uh some were amusing some were a little concerning and some were just <laughs> um, we just we won't talk about those i'm so, all um, concerned um, so let's go ahead and dive into it. Before I go ahead, uh, go into this, I do want to just put out um, for our podcast uh, participants here, if this question is something too controversial or makes you uncomfortable, just let me know and I will just skip it. Um, and that's really all there is to it. Um, <clears throat> so I did say um, to the Discord people that I would randomize questions, but I do want to point out a few questions I felt, um, or even Maliflox felt that were, uh, pretty interesting and should be probably brought to the forefront. Um, <clears throat> so let's, let's see what I got here. Um, so one of the interesting things I found, uh, this was asked by a discord user, um, uh, probably going to murder this, but it's, I think it's Zirkle, I'm assuming the T is silent. Um, but Zirkel has asked um, for the people who are into extreme body form kinks, um, multi-limb uh, amputation, hive minds, light decks, etc. But not necessarily into transformation process um, in uh, the transformation community. Even if they're not really into transformation, they just participate because the niche is there, and it's sort of involve collectively um <clears throat> do you think it's the, um, what is well really his question is what is their place in the transformation community in regards to what they like and not necessarily associating with the ter- transformation community
3: i feel like they have the same role as like the people who just like inanimate like to to be something inanimate like uh transformation just encompasses so much like not just the process itself but just being something else so yeah like having multi limbs or having you know i don't know 30 heads whatever whatever it is like these extreme things like it's something that can be encompassed in transformation and it's fine because they do have a place same with like i don't know someone who likes just to to be a dog but not like to transform into one like furries
2: there's a lot of yeah. the idea of experiencing something different, even if there's that implied transformation, the having the mindset of who you were to begin with to find the experience novel of being something so radically different than what you are.
6: yeah uh,
7: to create a narrative around a transformation mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can like a lot of people are into transformation, not necessarily because of the exact subject matter, but of just watching. Or reading about somebody going through a process and having to cope even after the transformation is done having to cope with their new form and in terms of like amputation or multi-limber or a lot of those extreme um types of uh of things where you you don't you don't just become something with a different creature with the same number of legs and arms you have all these different things that are that you have to work around now or limitations you have to deal with reading a story like that like i'm not into a whole lot of that but i would I think i would if the story was was well writ was well written enough or a comic was well presented enough i would totally want to read it to sort of put myself in that position because that's fascinating to see the coping
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i i kind of because i'm going to put forth the example of um fortes um sure all of the dorks from what's discord are familiar with that name from him streaming with what quite frequent Um, So Fortes does a lot of multi-limb art. I don't think it's necessarily TF. It's just more or less the association with it. Um, But just seeing his behavior and the way he talks about his content, I don't think he necessarily associates with TF. It just, it kind of played hand in hand. So I can kind of see where um, where the... uh, sort of dis- disassociation can come from and what Zirkel was coming from as well um in that it just it kind of is there is there it just how we kind of treat transformation in terms of like finding it on fur affinity not many of us would really associate with furry it just kind of happens to be within that sub genre on fur affinity so i can kind of see where it's coming from in that sense
2: the transformation community doesn't even seem to be a community that necessarily has hard barriers or gatekeeping. A lot of people can who are into mostly furry, but want a sequence of themselves turning into their persona or kind of
6: overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
5: suppose definitely. even if people have these sort of more alternative uh, kinks and interesting and whatever you want to call them. Um, and they see a lot of it in the transformation community, or they associate a lot with the transformation, uh, transformation community, but don't necessarily identify as TF fans. For example, um, I don't think there's any there's any, um, uh, any real disassociation with them from the fandom. They can uh, they can join in and then, and see all of the all of the art and, and contribute to it, even if they don't necessarily identify in that way. So long as they're polite, which I think the transformation community uh, it, in general, obviously have exceptions, tends to be quite polite and accepting.
4: I actually, I kind of disagree with it because I know that because it depends because I don't see this kind of thing happen a lot on sites like for Affinity or whatnot. But you go to sites like Transfer or like the process forums, like <clears throat> I know, I know, um, uh, Watt himself. I re- I remember seeing this on uh, when he posted the uh, breaking and entering what the, whatever pages he posted, he got he got some comments that were very like puritan like oh my god this is not this is not what I like change it get it out re you know it's just wait
5: really really yes really Jeez. I, you see I think I I'm kind of neutered to to a lot of the negativity in the fandom I tend to. I, I don't it's, keep it at arm's length sometimes, maybe. I'm I don't go to su- process forums.
4: I'm pretty sure. Well, that's because process is like. Oh, God. Process. That's this, That's just because, honestly, I've been to the process forums like once or twice, maybe, and it's all like. garbage in my opinion. We do not speak of this place.
5: That sounds, uh, that sounds horrible.
4: But. But but the but but the main thing is like they like they do exist, but it's kind of, I guess they're circle they're like kind of circled in the more like Puritan sites where it's like, it's specifically like the process or transfer. I just noticed that they all congregate in those sites because they tend to be more Puritan, I guess, in what they would um, in what they would like consider content to be they don't really accept just any kind of art you have to go you have to go through and you have to go through an evaluation just to become an artist on transfer so
7: like you have to be accepted in I think that in some sites I think that we can afford to have sites like that because there are people who really do have a narrow focus like I don't know when I was into when I started getting into TF like 15 years ago I I needed to have like I didn't enjoy a whole lot of it. I was not into any of the adult aspects of it. I just wanted to see someone transform, um, uh, just on its face at face value, and only specific types. So having sites that had more of a um, process to ev- uh, either evaluate or just filter um, content and only present specific content for a specific base, I don't see the harm in that. On uh, you know in general because there's also for affinity and there's also lots of other websites that anybody who makes tf however they want it can present it and so you have both aspects of that i suppose as long and different as different different as...
2: formats are going to um, cultivate a different atmosphere yes i mean there's a yeah. big difference in the community on reddit versus tumblr versus 4chan
4: i mean yeah it's it's a, it's essentially but it's a, it's essentially like I'm a, it's maybe it's just me personally, but I'm a bit against that kind of echo chamber train of thought. Like, I find it kind of repulsive in a sense when people think in that kind of sense because it, it, it closes a lot of doors, it builds a lot of walls. And I don't want to close doors or build walls. I just want, I just want people to have fun and I just want people to enjoy my stuff. You know, it's not like, it's not, it's not like I'm only like, Catering to one crowd and one crowd only, and if I do anything else, then it's not X, Y, or Z. It's just I just want I just want people to have fun, and I just want people to be excellent to
5: each other, and I want <laughs> to encourage that. I want to. We encourage should that all want life. that. I think I that. it's fair to say. I think it's fair to say though that. Everyone can have their tastes and everyone can have their preferences. And well, I, I, I would I would even say, go so far as to say that e- even these places, if there's a demand for a specific type of transformation, a specific brand of transformation, as it were, that's fine as well. Just don't be a dick about it. You know, <laughs> yeah, don't, well, of don't, course. don't be an asshole. It's yeah. the general rule for life in, in general. is just respect other people. So long as it's consensual and it's not hurting anyone, who the hell cares? And that's yeah, that's kind yeah. of my policy too.
7: And there's also the fact that the art isn't exclusive to that one website or one gallery. You can post something to a general FA account or Weasel or wherever, and then you can also post it to a more specific blog or or um, forum or whatever that has that it fits that narrow definition of what they would have. So it's not like by by avoiding a certain site, you're avoiding that art because hopefully, you know, the artist would be putting it on multiple
5: sites. You see, this is where I find the whole um, isolation of specific kinks in the, fef- in, the, in the fandom, like the TF fandom, utterly paradoxical. Because it's like you're already in a community who's mm-hmm. pretty much like, you're not a normie. You're not a filthy normie, <laughs> as it were. You're not freeing. Um, and, 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 and they seem to think that, yeah. so, so we're, we're not normal. We're not vanilla. Let's let's uh let's you know isolate and alienate even more of our even more of the people who like the same thing as us, because that's a great movie. i
7: and never it understood seems that to be mentality. In the nature, unfortunately. Um uh, but uh, you re- what you s- just said reminded me of a thing I heard in like a special feature for the original Planet of the Apes movie. They said when they um were doing all the makeup for all the extras, the ape extras that would just walk around in the background and stuff, they had like dozens of people. When they put them in their different makeup, and and they had different um, species of of ape. When they broke for lunch, the production team noticed something very peculiar. All of the all of the people made up as one species of ape would sit down at one table together, and all the all all of one another species would sit together, even though these extras were all they were. None of them knew each other. They gra- but they still naturally gravitated towards people that looked like them in their makeup, despite the fact that they were all walking around with ape costumes on
5: that's I think it's fair to say There's like that might, of- that might be the whole xenophobic nature of humans in general i mean we do yeah. tend to look at something that's odd or strange or not not like us and go Ooh.
6: in a sense oh. yeah mm.
4: it's i mean like it's i mean like i don't i'm not sure like i just don't i just don't want to encourage i just don't want to encourage that way of thinking like that's why i do a lot that's why i do everything i try at least
1: i mean that's what makes transformation so compelling is i mean the very nature is that it's not rigid you know that it's sort of an escape from the the typical tribalist tendencies of social communities uh i mean not to get too philosophical on it for a lot of our our time spent here, it's basically just like Arousal and a fascination with the concept, right? But there is something about it that's almost transhumanistic in both, like a, a physical and a social sense. You know, I agree. I, there's not a lot of sense to making um, something concerning change have any barriers that prevent
6: change. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
4: Yeah, I yeah. feel the same. I
5: um, suppose having uh, having stasis in something that's by its very nature, is transformative, is a bit, uh, bit futile
0: really, isn't it? Well, I mean, as long as the TF is there, that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to move on here to the next question, um, and this would probably be a good segue, what do you guys think of the structure of the community? Um, oh, this is from a Discord user by the name of Meta, by the way. Um, for one thing, there is a community which is quite unusual. A lot of fetishes don't have much in the way of community, but I think TF's artwork and story-focused nature it lends itself to that. Um, so, what are your sentiments on that?
4: I'm gonna need a bit more clarification on that because um, I'm not that that kind of question is a bit like community in uh like how. Half-
6: are you
3: seeing, like, compared to other fetishes, like, we have more of a community?
2: I think that might have to do with it being, as you said, transformative in nature. When you have um, a fandom that is focused on user created content, artwork, stories, that's when you tend to get the most community because it can be kind of come community story building, interaction with each other. I mean, you'll see a lot of that in the, the transformative side of media fandom, too, uh, bigger communities forming. Versus just curative, which is what you'll see with a lot of the mm-hmm. people who have just mainstream porn collections or something. There's a lot of just readily available commercial material.
7: Yeah, like I said a few minutes ago, it's the it's also it might have to do something with the way the websites are set up. It fosters a community that to to give feedback and then you know have a conversation about what they're seeing as opposed to just digesting it and moving on. I feel I, think, I, f- I feel that way about
4: for affinity more than I do about transfer in some in yeah. some ways.
2: I haven't really been on transfer for a long time back when they first had the comment systems going in it felt a little more personal but again it it's I'm sure it's changed
3: since I've really been active there. Not, I've seen um, other porn communities but um really the communities I get the most uh, sort of Uh, activity like ours is is the ones that have to do with fetishes that can't exist in real life usually like typically Mm -hmm. because um really like what are you gonna do you can't get actual porn of it you can't get like anything except like pretty much fantasizing about it as a group like um i knew this guy who had a macro fetish in terms of like you know like 500 foot women like women who could crush the earth between their breasts and there was a massive community. Like they were making their own video games. They had their own, you know, stories and and like um, superstars who like did all of the photo manips. And it was crazy because it was it was a parallel to our community, not as big, but it's so interesting to see. It's like these these fetishes that just can never happen in real life, and how much how how creative it can get people.
2: Hmm. I think <laughs> you also will probably get some of the aspects of since it is all completely fantasy. You don't get any of the uh, judgments about the well, you know. Someone likes to look at this, and they might go out and try to do something like this in the real world. But that's probably reaching.
1: I mean, there, there are some moral concerns, and that I'm sure we've all explored before, and especially yeah. in some of the darker yeah. TFs. But I, oh yeah, I, 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 is it like a, do these communities form then around these these unrealistic fetishes because the the members have to rely on each other for the content instead of finding it in the real lives, or is it just like more of a sort of personality gateway thing where like, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to imagine and enjoy those unrealistic fantasies.
7: I'd, it could be I'd right
0: think, on both counts. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've kind of talked to Katana about this, um, for a good bit on off and on, um, at least for my sentiment and my observation of, uh, like behaviors and personality, um, uh, associations with fetishes and, um, niches in the transformation community I think it really does boil down to um a sort of escapism I think Katana said someone or someone linked like a um a study where they kind of looked into this quite extensively uh where it's either like a sort of escapism or uh more of like a fantasy counterpart so like for example um if someone's like really uh live the life of suppression they would look more for something of domin- dominance and then all um vice versa for submission and all that sort so I think it's really just more of a a yin yang and as far as what you've experienced and how you want to counter That's that true. to sort of escape that
4: oh uh, so it's, yeah i was i was actually like It didn't really occur to me why I liked the things that I like until, like, I actually did a little introspection. And then I realized that, like, everyone, in a sense, has has some reason to like the things that they do, I guess, in a sense. Like, for me, it's all...
0: (laughs) (laughs) One second, I'm dying.
6: You're right.
0: I believe in you. You got it.
4: I'm I'm okay. muting right now so like anybody can charge. Okay, in.
3: okay. So so yeah, you're saying um how it's pretty much the opposite of what people have have experienced in their lives. Like people who have typically, you know, felt more powerless, more like they really couldn't do much, like they couldn't control their own lives. I've I've found that a lot of my friends who are like that, they they want to transform into something powerful. They want to like, you know, they want to be like the massive beast or the monster, they want to be like overpowering it's really fun and it's more it's a really empowering feeling. And then some people Uh, on the opposite end you know they're they're like oh you know like my whole life I've been expected to be like you know the the one who's in in charge like I'm like the put together one I'm the you know I'm the one who has to take care of everyone and they're like yeah fuck it I just want to be like you know helpless I just want to like be turned into a pet and finally get a break for once and that, that I see that so often that it seems like a trope for us
5: I hate that you've essentially dissected um, me, at least, in that, in that regard. In one go. fell swoop, in one single sentence, you've completely dissected me. That's- I knew my we're psychology
3: degree was worth were something.
5: We're all free. Uh,
2: no, it's true. Uh, my wife was saying we're the other all- day that I'm very A type, controlled personality, and the transformation is a very outlet for the just the chaos, the no, no human bar, you know, bars, the the letting loose, yep. letting wild.
1: Do you think there's a therapeutic aspect to engaging in, in transformation then? I mean, I, there's there's sort of like a homogenization too. Like We talked about this earlier, like being exposed to the different personality types, you know, being exposed, trying to be something you're not, does seem to sort of bring people to the middle as far as personality and possible personality conflicts and disorders. I mean, it's healthy to learn a balance between controlling and submission. And the more time you spend transforming, the more you can find that balance, right?
5: Mm-hmm. I guess thinking about it in terms of escape, so I think someone mentioned escapism. It's kind of like a similar, similar effect to playing a game or watching a film or, or listening to music, whatever, whatever, um, whatever you, you enjoy doing. It's kind of like escaping and imagining that you're being something else for once, that you haven't got the routines of your daily life, that you're, you know, you're more powerful or you're more you know, submissive or you're, you're less power, you know, powerless in comparison to your everyday life. And for that moment, you can kind of, I don't know, take a break, chill, not have to worry about all of the stresses of daily life. Cause I think it's fair to say that as far as, as far as adult life goes, it can be pretty stressful and pretty worrisome, all yeah. of the shit mm. that people have to deal with.
0: Right. And I do want to sort of mix it up a bit Uh, since I just thought of this. Um, I think it was on this Discord where there was that big controversy over the artist um, Seshire. So Seshire is a TF artist um, and just the typical trope of your pick your animal species. But the controversy revolved around her content um, and really more the end result of that. So basically... um, in a sense of transformation, you have the victim turns into a whatever, um, and they either deal with it or they, you know, get into the role or something like that. Um, in Sashire's case, it becomes a little too real in the sort of mentality that follows through thereafter. Uh, for example, there was one comic, uh, or not even a comic, it was a sequence where, um, there's a witch or something like that meets some girl, and she incidentally turns her into a dog, um, and then she gives that dog girl a promise that she'll turn her back. And then in the sequence, it you know fast forwards like a couple months later, and you see that the girl has adopted her role as a dog. Um, the witch is you know treating her as a dog. You know you want to go outside or whatever. But what kind of give it? the bittersweet ending was that she sees a poster on a tree of a lost person. And obviously that lost person is herself. So it ends in that she has, you know, a very, um, sort of longing and depressing, uh, emotion at that state when she sees that, cause she remembers that, you know, I was supposed to be me again. So it, it's that controversy that, you know, again, with escapism, we want to think of it in a positive way, not really more of the negative, realistic outcome that you'd probably, or an average person would probably treat that situation as.
5: You see, that's where I would kind of say that TF can be anything that anyone wants it to be. For some people, it may be escapism. For other people, it may be artistic expression. Um, and having the, the realities of transformation where a person may become a dog or become an animal of some kind, uh, they may be happy in their life, but obviously the loss of that person in the human world causes a lot of you know, bereavement and grief. Um, those kinds of realistic elements may not necessarily belong in an escapism-type transformation, but as far as the theme goes and as far as artistic, you know, artistic license goes, I, think that I don't think that that should ever be excluded.
6: Mm -hmm, i think
5: it's it's something positive i think everyone can get Mm -hmm. something different out of a uh out of out of artwork or or a story um Mm -hmm. sometimes the realistic elements in transformation can help make it feel more real and make it feel more grounded even the depressing elements can can sometimes have a very profound effect on on the overall theme of the transformation
0: right and thank you ben's for linking that said sequence but um yeah and my argument to that piece or just her art in general was I respect that she or he um, whomever the uh, gender they go as um, was you know willing to give that perspective that you wouldn't typically think about in terms of transformation I respect that and they did that and I treat it you know as value in terms of art of you know um, presenting that perspective, even if it's controversial, and that people don't want to see TF and think of the real, the real situation. So that that's something I can agree with you on.
6: Just for the reverse too, though. I feel
1: like um, I mean TF historically, if it's not what. Well, it, not even, like, if it's not, like, generally TF is basically a death sentence as far as, like, its equivalence, like, in mythological stories with TF or even in, like, you know, the police turning into reptiles or whatever in that, that Spider-Man sequence that was linked to it. It's almost universally considered a negative thing.
4: And it feels and like... Why, unless you're Loki. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, And
2: that's why um, I think a lot of times it's used in kids' cartoons as the negative So you can't kill the characters in a kid's cartoon, but if you can do a transformation, it's a big problem that needs to be remedied. Or it's a
1: circumvents death, having to talk about death for the children, Mm -hmm. right? But it's it's almost like there's that sort of ingrains a fear of the concept of transformation that maybe doesn't consider what could be the positive aspects of transformation, though it obviously goes both ways.
2: But then again, a lot of things I, that people I don't know. I don't, might have a big emotional effect on someone as a kid that might terrify them can trigger something, that fascination later in life, which can lead into the right, finding right. yourself in the community. Like, I think Pinocchio scared the crap out of me when I was a kid.
0: Well, uh, don't but, get no kinks sir, on Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think they did like a experiment where they crammed a bunch of kids into a theater and they all freaked out. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot where I heard that rumor. <clears throat> yeah, I'm
5: with you there, uh, Arania or Pinocchio. That 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 shit was terrifying.
2: <laughs> but then it but, stuck um, in my head, and yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, they got you. They indoctrinated you, so I can <laughs> never stop thinking about it. But I suppose I, in, um,
5: in, in many ways, from a storytelling perspective, negative aspects like Game of Thrones, for example, is is, is maybe a good example to use. Lots of death. Lots of um, lots of torture and all sorts of nasty stuff, um, but yet it's compelling. We watch it; it's interesting. Mm-hmm. We 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 find it fascinating. And similar themes like transformation um, can can sometimes, from an artistic standpoint, maybe maybe not from a fetish standpoint, unless you're into pain and stuff. But that's that's something, that's a different topic entirely. Um, you, you, from an artistic standpoint, can benefit that, um, and I, th- I think maybe. Um, Negative negativity in transformation, um, like perceive, like like permanence, for example. The idea of being like stuck as a dog forever, for example, or stuck as a horse forever, probably carries with it some really terrifying connotations, especially of what life would be like. I think there's a myth, um, the Golden Ass, where a guy gets turned into a donkey, and the the shit that this guy sees as a donkey, you know how he's treated and stuff. He's treated like literally like an animal, and it's it's a it's a, it's a really interesting tale and it kind of gives you some respect for working animals. Um, but I think it's that separation of fantasy and reality at the end of the day. It's important to remember that transformation, if it were it real, it probably would be very painful, very terrifying, and probably mentally scarring. So it's good, to re- it's good to make sure that it's, it keeps um in that in that area of fantasy because it's probably not ever going to be possible, at least not within our lifetimes.
1: Well, but at the same time, I mean you can make TF real to an extent. I mean, you can bring that into the bedroom and into your relationships. <laughs> have have you had like I'm sure there are people here <laughs> who have um <laughs> spoken to their snake and others about TF. It sounds like radio obviously has probably an open discussion about that with, with her wife.
2: Yeah, you know uh, how,
1: w- What is the effect of them? that?
2: Um, it's very freeing knowing that your significant other is fully aware of what you do, supports you, and is up for exploring concepts with you, um, finding what turns each other on, and how to incorporate narrative for role-playing into the bedroom situations. But it, it just in general, having close friends or having people that you trust and don't have to feel like you're hiding a part of yourself is invaluable.
6: Has anyone here ever had a negative experience with opening up about, uh,
1: transformation as a subject with, a, a person in their life?
0: Um, I can't personally subject to that. Yeah. However, uh. I do know of someone, um, and boy, I haven't spoken to him in a while. He's actually a really good artist. Um, you don't see much of his art and I'm going to get into the reasons for that. Um... So he draws art, but he does have a significant other that sort of looks down on his art. Mm. So she'd rather he, he not participate in too much, um, thus why you don't see much of his work pop up often. Um, and I think that is the only negative experience I've heard of that so far, <clears throat>
2: I have had, I've talked to another artist that I'll, I'll not disclose the name, but had had a bad experience when a significant other found their artwork and flipped out about it. And that, I think they took down a lot of their artwork online after that and disappeared for a while. And that's, that's terrifying. And that's.
3: Jeez.
5: I suppose I... the, the, the idea behind that is that if you get into a relationship with a person and there's an aspect of you that's very deep and very very close because for some people i suppose transformation might not be it might just be a kink it might not be a a core part of their sexuality or their personality but for some people it is and if you open up to someone about this or someone or your significant other finds out about this and reacts in a very negative way then i suppose you could you could suggest that maybe that may not be the right person for you if they can't see past that. it's something that's completely harmless at the end of the day it's a part of you and they they should be you know they should love you for who you are it might take a while to get past it but at the end of the day it's 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 a part of you
2: i think that's a good rule of thumb for pretty much anything that's that important to someone that's
4: that's 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 basically how i that's basically how i feel about it because if you are if if you have to be if you have to be that shallow that you just that you just have to look down them and on them and degrade them for ha- having a thing that they like well i don't i'm not sure I'm not sure if the if this is the right word, but hypocritical is the word that comes to mind because yeah. if it was you in the situation that was being shamed for liking a thing, then I'm pretty sure you would be pretty upset too. And thus yeah. it would, thus it would pretty much just shut you up. So I, so my, so my situation is you're either gonna do two things. This is the only compromise. You're either gonna deal with it or buy. That's mm-hmm. that's all. That's all this, that's, yeah. that's the only compromise there is.
5: I can understand a significant other or partner or you know girlfriend boyfriend what have you, um, being maybe a bit shocked at first, maybe if you don't tell them and they're like, oh, right. I don't know about that, giving them time to adjust obviously is important, but if they just flat out go, nah mate nah, none of that, you're not, you're not doing that, then, then they're not the right person for you like, not going to lie, if, if I had a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they were into competitive fidget spinning, it would take <laughs> me a while <laughs> but I would support them because that's who they are and I love them competitive fidget <laughs> yeah. spinning aside
0: and I mean, to, to put a positive twist to it, um, there's, you know, experiences like little Napoleon, he's, he's openly, uh, stated that, uh, his wife, little librarian, which by the way, is also involved in the changeling tale game. Um, when he opened up to her, uh, she was okay with it. And you know, that, that's how it went and how she got involved in a very limited sense from what I understand. Um, and then there's also another person that, I mean, Katana knows, um, which I won't name them since, uh, she knows him and, well, I guess I know him in sort of a personal aspect. Um, he's in a relationship as well. Um, and she's well, well, uh, knowledge and his, uh, what he's into and she's, you know, she's okay with it. So, um, I mean, there's of course, experiences on both sides of the spectrum in that matter
3: i think but, we uh, haven't had any problems with significant others but one of my friends <laughs> so all my friends are like yeah okay you like tf that's so cool and then they just show me all the cool tf stuff that they find every day but nice but it's great it's because i'm open with this shit all the time Aww. but this one guy this one guy he's like he's like oh that's, you're you're immoral and I'm like what do you mean I'm immoral? He's like so you like you like want like a like a, like this person to like transform. And I'm like yeah. He's like but that's against their will I'm like but they don't exist. He's like but that's I'm like I'm like I'm literally just okay. So I I made up the stick stick person. I turned him into a dog. and He's like that's not right. You're you're removing his agency. I'm like it's literally a stick person that I just created ten seconds ago. Jeez,
7: so. By that same logic, George R. R. Martin is a serial killer. I mean, that's right? That's, yeah, yeah, that's so, absurd. Yeah, that's that funny. You separate fiction from reality like that.
2: Popular, you know, fantasies. There is, but in the context of fantasy, and you know, no one, nothing actually happening to anyone. That they're unwilling to do.
3: Yeah,
5: exactly. Most of the stuff, yeah, even unwilling transformations or or transformations depicting, you know, more scary or adult themes. It's a fantasy. It's not real, and it's very important to separate the reality and the fantasy. And I think this is where a lot of confusion. Um, because it, you know they see furry artwork and they see all this all this stuff and they're like, oh, you, you like to you like to bum animals and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's a separation of fantasy and reality. Mm-hmm. What you what you like as a fetish isn't what you would do in real life. It's, yes, you know, I, I like sure. playing video games and I like you know playing Doom and, and killing demons, but I wouldn't pick up a shotgun and you know go you know blow, uh, shoot up a a, a a store because it's like Doom. It's, right.
4: I mean, like, I don't know if it's probably a bit different for, like, furries because, like, there are, like, the handful of people who actually go, who actually do screw animals on the side of, uh, Mm. yes, uh, and it's, but as far as I know, nobody has gone and, like, I don't know, like, just went out and killed people just because they saw a video game and thought it was cool and just wanted to pretend everyone was a zombie. I don't know. That's
5: I think that you're kind going to, to get crazy from the yeah.
2: It doesn't matter what someone's trigger is. You have yeah, you have to be kind of crazy to begin with and they will latch on to something. Yeah. There there it's has been whole you know, argument of- attributed to video games, but it's because there was a problem with the guy in the, to begin with. There's been, you know, a couple yeah. of issues of people who got way too into their D&D games, but there were problems with those people to begin with.
4: Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, there's no causation or correlation with these kinds of things happening. And it enrages me every time someone tries to say, like, we have to stop. This thing shouldn't exist because it brings on this kind of behavior. And it's like, in what world? Where? No, it doesn't. It's
5: all bullshit. I think, bullshit. A, I think, uh, I think a lack of they're
2: dis- going to find something they latch on to that will.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lack of understanding as well is something that tends to uh, uh, perpetrate the cycle of, um, you know, the, 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 the idea that, that video games cause violence. It, you know, a lot of these stereotypes are, are, you know, perpetrated by people who don't actually understand the statistics, don't actually understand the studies that have been done that disprove it. They, they and, probably
4: never even played video games.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We fear what we don't understand.
6: Exactly.
0: Yep. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and segue into my next question here. Um, and this question comes from Maki. Um, and it was directed specifically here um, towards Arania. Um, and Arania, we, I know, <laughs> she already knows what's coming. So, um, and not to necessarily single you out, but just since the context is there. So Maki asks, um, will your art style change or improve in the future? Um, and the reason I kind of singled this question out because I did see recently you did post some, uh, upcoming, um, plans, you know, to implement to your Patreon of getting classes, online classes or something of that sort. Um, I'm, so
2: yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to improve. I'm. Right. I, I do think that if you look at my gallery over time you see improvement. It's 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 kind of a an awkward question because I mean I'm doing what I can. It's my art style and people who like it that's fantastic. People who don't I'm obviously not forcing people to look at it but mm-hmm. I'm I enjoy doing what I do. I'm yeah, it's I'm agreeing with some of the people in the the comments here. Um <laughs> Um, I'm taking days to do portfolio work. I'm taking days to to try to push myself into areas that, as a whole, um, I really mm-hmm. do think that my art's improved a lot since right. I've um, been working. And you can take a look back at my gallery, and I think that's you can see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have to step it and defend too. Like, I, I Aridia's really like anatomy and like line quality, everything. Like, there's obviously an improvement among other things. Yeah, and I think All it's it's stylistic stagnation is something that happens to a lot of artists, especially ones who are as prolific as Irania. I mean, there comes a point where you have to do something quickly enough and you can't spend a lot of time laboring over every line, you know, and um, it's a little bit absurd to criticize somebody's art style when you. When you aren't familiar with the rigors and the realities of life making income as an artist
4: it's it's right. it's kind of it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like oh it's like it's like oh this this person draws like really bad it's like okay then you draw it you draw it for, yeah. yourself. for yourself just do, <laughs> it. do it right now the thing, is, I don't...
5: The, the, the thing is like i've the amount of the amount of uh content that you pumped out um, arena is is insane absolutely bonkers <laughs> i i remember watching watching you when i was uh many many years ago and to say that there's been no improvement or, or, or little it its rubbish. It's There's been a ton of improvement. Seriously, that, it's that insane, means The well. progress, seriously, the progress you've made and the, the the quality of the work that you've outputted is phenomenal. And the the, the sheer volume of work as well is is insane. I, I, if if anyone if anyone were to say, you know, oh, you, your artwork hasn't improved or it's all the same. Get, get 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 the fuck out that's that's, that's it completely, completely. I think <laughs> Thank that's you so down. much yeah. i mean yeah, I, i'm
2: virtually constantly drawing i'm working on inking some art as i'm talking now but um it's my wife has been trying to like the no no you really do need to take time off or take time to do yourself mm. like pace yourself a little more because i, I work probably 10 or so hours oh. a day doing art and I, I love it i wouldn't trade it for the world but yeah I, it's definitely a full-time job
7: The concept of people thinking that artists aren't constantly trying to improve their own art and aren't their worst, own worst critic. um, I just, a lot of people just don't understand that who don't do art.
4: I could get it because there are people who actually like actively fight improving because they want to spite like things because they'll say like, Oh, it's my whatever. It's my style. But it's just like those people, it's like those nobody bothers with those people because it's not like I don't know whatever. But you know like I don't think certainly don't,
2: not fighting improvement. I don't, I don't no.
4: think I don't think anybody like Aranya or anybody who like makes I don't know who makes art seriously and wants to make a business out of it would think about like improvement. Like I used to think kind of the same way that was like that was kind of like oh I wish I wish XYZ didn't make so many weird mistakes and I don't know. I've had a lot of, I've I done a lot of introspection and in the end, it doesn't really mean anything to me <laughs> because, because I'm just, because I'm just doing my things and I know I make mistakes too. So what the fuck ever.
5: Everyone does and everyone learns from their mistakes. You know, it, 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 by the very name, by the very act of you doing work and and, and and doing more pictures or writing, whatever whatever your creative uh, thing is, you will improve over time. Things will mm-hmm. get better. you will adapt and you will learn. Um, you know and, and and if someone doesn't like the, the the thing that you're doing or if they don't think that um, you know that that you've improved or they don't think this or anything, that, that they're entitled to their opinion, um, but there will be visible of improvement over time, and there will always be you know, I, I don't think any artist or any 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 creative self-consciously goes, "I don't want to improve." I'm perfectly happy the way I am. as a, as a person who 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 constantly uh, criticizes uh, his own stories, and I really do, I, I actually kind of dislike them. I'm constantly seeing all of the negatives, all of the negatives. i think I think the artist or the writer in question or the creative is their own worst critic. You're always seeing the 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 flaws in in your work more so than ever, anyone else does. And
6: that's mm-hmm.
4: kind of torturous in many ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's just, it's, I, I remember my last commission was probably my most bitter commission because I've made so many like lighting errors and scaling errors and perspective errors. And I just, ah, uh, uh, I hated it so much and I, and I didn't want to do it. And I just wasn't feeling it, but I had to do it anyway because (laughs) it was, it was a, it, the guy put a lot of money and faith into, into results. So I, I just had, I just, this, that was the first commission, my last one. That was the first commission where I just had to like, I had to bulldoze my way through. And I, I don't know. I, it, it's that's the first time I've ever seen it, and I feel like if I actually want to take it more seriously, like Aranya's doing, I feel like I'm gonna be facing a lot more of those. Is is that right, Aranya?
2: You'll always get those groups of the the sequences that you're really excited to work on, and the other ones that are just this isn't my bag, but I'm going to going to do it. Yeah, it's it, you got to be able to sit down and say, okay, I'm working on art today. What's next on the list?
4: Right, and just get and, it done. Yeah. yeah.
0: And again, Arania, I mean, I know I've probably brought down your day a little bit with that, but, um, I really, again, the reason I brought the question up, because I, um, actually was going to twist this in sort of a positive note, uh, cause referencing back to when we originally did our episode, you know, we, we spoke about, you know, the idea of doing a Patreon cause Patreon at that time was still an uh, early idea that many <clears throat> didn't really, um, adopt at that time. So I'm, you know, I'm happy for you now that you've committed to that and it's been beneficial to you. Oh Um, yeah,
2: absolutely. It's, it's allowed me to do a a portfolio page or a portfolio piece once a month, which has been great to be able Mm. to just sit down and like pick a subject to really work on, whether it's lighting or a character that's mm. difficult to execute or a piece for someone that means something to me, but I otherwise wouldn't have been able to carve the time out of my schedule.
0: Right, exactly. And that's, that was another thing that we discussed was you doing your own art, because I know we talked about how you're doing all these commissions and you don't really have time to do your own thing because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. that's not what's paying for you. So I'm happy to see that you were able to do that as well. And then even, you know, do things that you could tie into your actual, you know, other uh, hobbies or fandoms that you like with your um, winter soldier and all that sort and how you can. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Right. And then even taking time of your own to, you know, like your wife said, go on vacations or do what have you. (laughs) So again, I, I treat this question in a sort of observation of where you were and where it's gotten, to, gotten you where you are now. Um, and then in a sense of how it's changed your style in, in terms of how you can get more freedom to do what you want to do and use that to um, sort of improve yourself. So that's really what I kind of viewed that question in that form.
2: <clears throat> well, thank you about that. Yeah. I am really am happy with the, the, the way things are shaping up and... The metering myself out a little bit more, making myself plan a workload for a day, and if I finish it, stop. As opposed to, well, let me get a jump on tomorrow, and having that be kind of this endless cycle of never giving myself time off because it's well, I could just sit here and do something for me, or I could be working on this list of commissions that I should feel like I should be doing. And I still think I'm incredibly productive, but uh, it's it's led to me feeling like I have more time to myself, feeling a little more great for, for everyone involved in my life.
6: <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. But, um, just to move on from that, I'm um, going to do a couple more questions here. So, um, user gene ask, what is your weirdest, most obscure or least representative TF related sub kink? Um, okay, so we all have to deep dive here. <laughs> so, um, anyone can jump something in. Something that we're
2: interested in or a commission that we have done?
0: <clears throat> From what I understand, it's something personal, I guess. Yeah. Well, not everyone at once.
5: <laughs> I'm afraid to speak in case I interrupt someone. I. I that's uh,
0: I
4: share some I with mean, Pess.
0: If it's that's... controversial, we'll move on. That's no, no, fine.
4: it's just I, I just don't know. I feel like I'm a very boring person.
3: No, Pess, we have that one we share.
4: You <laughs> that's even becoming like somewhat mainstream? Maybe it's still like, no. It's
3: it's still a, a taboo thing.
4: Maybe well, now we're all maybe. curious. <laughs> 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 cock yeah, you you're not getting away from this now. Ah, cock like that. It's, it's my. It's the thing that got me to where I am today.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's how I found you. I found all your like CTFs, and then I was like, "Oh shit, this is hot!" Like no one does these.
4: Everyone is passing you... around that one CTF. That one up, dumb CTF animation I did in like seven hours, and I'm like really surprised that it gets spread around so much.
3: That's because um, it's so rare
4: well i mean that's true but like i don't know it's just it's just weird that uh, like more people know my name outside of fur affinity and it's just like whoa you're a pessimist and i'm like hi <laughs> how are you doing
5: pessimist might i get a link to this animation of yours uh you want it <laughs> you want a link i want a linky dink please oh boy I, think, I, think, I, think, I won't think. see this. Think, yes. Think, think. Yes, so I,
4: let me...
6: Is it a form of, like,
1: domination, like, like a dom sub-dynamic? Oh. I, I still don't mm. quite understand it.
4: For me...
6: Yeah.
4: For me, it's not really that. It's more just, like, because my favorite ones are always kind of disembodied. Um disembodied in what way like like it's just a dick
6: (laughs) like not attached to a person
4: so we're talking like demon man like kind stuff no not that extreme but like i i I just i just posted the gif so like you you could probably look at that and you'd get a fair like thing of what i like
6: yeah that makes it pretty clear (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, can,
3: I can explain a little bit if you you, you oh, can that one that one's yes. awesome That's
4: well oh, done. Thank, you. thank you um i uh for me personally for me personally it's there's a, a bdsm kind of factor into it where it's like i think of it as like the ultimate sensory deprivation kind of thing where you can't you can't see you can't smell like you can't taste you can't do anything but f- but like feel and mm. like you can and when you're when all of that feeling goes into your mind i just imagine that it's like the ultimate subspace for the ultimate like kind of uh i don't know it's it's just kind of like you're you're dealing with nothing but like sensation <laughs> you could you say, say, say like, like sensation, cut yeah. sensation yeah. i guess like,
5: like, i kind I'm, of I'm like,
4: thinking of words like I, I
5: kind of think about it in the way that uh, you know how they say that people who are blind uh, have have a you know better hearing, better hearing, and then vice versa. That imagine if all of your senses bar one were was removed, how intense that would be.
4: Yeah, that's so, what that's why I'm thinking like that. So despite by by having like sexual
1: sensation be like the only thing you feel. It must be so intense that it's like mind blowing. Is that the idea?
4: Yeah, that's that's essentially the idea that I usually don't I'm usually not really too fond of the person who's like getting attached to them because it's because they're just kind of like along for the ride, I guess. Mm. But for but for me, it's all it's all about feeling every feeling that one thing all the time. And it's just like, wow. You know, I.
5: I suppose it's analysis. from, from yeah, the I'm person. That is a very Becoming proud view. It's kind of a different thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it and I just had to say it. yeah, go back. Okay. I have a completely different
4: perspective on it. Tell us cat, tell <laughs> yeah, us. Kat. Let's hear it.
3: I, I see it as like a like a really it's like such a romantic thing for me. And that sounds weird, but um like okay, imagine like you're you're like um you're in a relationship. And your partner's like, okay, like, let's do this. Let's try it. Like, okay. And then you, you pretty much, you, you literally physically merge with your partner and then you can both feel the same thing. And that's just amazing. Hmm. Cause like, you know, they can touch you and then they'll feel it as if it's them. And then the, you'll feel it as if you're their part. And it's just like this amazing experience that you can share with each other. And then like, you know, you, you can slowly, you get smaller. You, you start to like, I, I see it as like your consciousness kind of like goes, like merges with theirs. So like, you kind of both feel all the sensations of both the bodies until you finally become like this one being and it's like this amazing climax. And then you're just, like, it's like, oh, now we can like cuddle, but like we're the same person. I don't know. It's just, it sounds like such something that could be so romantic.
1: So it's like the ultimate fulfillment of like marital, like becoming one through marriage or through sexual intimacy.
3: Yeah.
2: Hmm. That's the thing that's fascinating to me about the transformation community. You can have two people, but like something that's very similar, but have either two different takes on it or two very different specific likes and dislikes mm-hmm. it's like oh, i've met almost i don't think i've ever met two people that have the exact same like set of idealized kinks and that makes such a varied media form
4: it's diverse very diverse mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I well what a, <laughs> so so uh well yeah but now thinking back on it like mine does sound almost selfish in a sense, because it's like... No. <laughs> well, it's the same thing for me for TG2. Like, I don't... I don't, like... I don't want... I don't, like, think about, like, oh, becoming a girl to please anybody. It's, like, everything... Like, most thing, Like, mostly that's a part of, like, a morbid curiosity. And I don't know. It's all about fulfilling my own, like... My own curiosities and, more, and my own, like feelings it's like it's all for me it's all for me i like it there's nothing
3: over that
6: and i think one
2: of the things i like about like female to male transformations is this physical embodiment of the building of lust
6: mm-hmm. is the
2: having this, uh, this physical change that's showing lust, that kind of unbe unable to control it the trying to hold it down just making it worse
4: mm. Yeah, know it's like, a really female... cool idea actually yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like sounds like the uh, synopsis to like a cartoon episode,
0: almost.
6: <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> What's what? <So> the <laughs> idea
6: that, um... <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> yeah, I'm officially <probably laughs> confused.
0: Uh, so, and that was a uh, that was a random question, by the way. So sorry if it's really out of context. Um, no, that's fine. So, it was fun. Um <laughs> uh, next question I have on. Hand here. This is coming from user SSJ3mu2. Um, what are some of the TF tropes in modern media? Media you really hate? Uh, example: One character in a cast of normal-looking humans has the ability to transformation, and so many times they are the first one to be killed. Uh, <laughs> so,
6: I think
0: my biggest pet um, peeve
2: would be um. Bad anatomy, like knees bending backwards,
4: or like oh. without tails. No, I. I am <laughs> just like the, the morphs as well from that. Morphs are my biggest. Yeah. Morphs are <laughs> my biggest enemy because oh my.
7: <laughs> the live-action animorphs TV show is such a uh, uh. so awful to watch because they used like just those cheap morph effects. Okay, you know, um, okay.
2: so many movies just use them as a shortcut,
0: it's, and
4: it's, it's like,
0: what? I. It's very funny you say that because, uh, little Napoleon did a anamorphic sort of thing with his novel, and you could uh, tell that, um, Watt immediately put his foot down on that, and um, he's no longer doing that sort of thing (laughs) i'm
4: looking i'm looking for it right now but there is a but there is a video that's like all these beautiful things and it's just like it's just people morphing into like dinosaurs in like the weirdest way i don't know where i found it but i found it it's beautiful and i hate it so much (laughs) but like but i don't know it's just like if it looks if it's it looks cheap if it looks cheap, mm-hmm. then I'm going to hate it. It's <laughs> like I know, like, may- like I know, like, maybe they didn't have like the budget to do it or something, like. But I don't know. Like, I kind It'd be of be better same, to do like, like
2: a shot of someone with like fangs in their mouth, and the shot of someone with claws, and then the final form than doing a fucking morph. I don't. Mm-hmm.
4: I don't know. I feel. I feel like I had a lot of. I know a lot of people like Manimal but but for me that that show feels that show also feels very cheap in my opinion just I have a very thin margin to what is not cheap and what is cheap like I don't know if anybody has seen like the 2011 thing but the CG in that movie just really ruined everything about the movie for me, because the original one was like all done in animatronics and like super realistic looking ones too, and they moved. the, the two thousand and eleven of what? The thing.
2: Oh, the thing. Okay, I never yeah. actually saw the new one. Yeah.
4: Oh, you did. Oh, you didn't.
2: The, um, the oh, old well, one was just so good. So. I
4: know. You just. It's just like I don't want to ruin this. Yeah, that's kind of where I was coming from. Like, well, like it's a good thing you didn't go. Um, it's. It's. Just, I don't know. It was just so like. It was just so like astounding to me because it's like, it's it. It feels, it feels like it feels like yeah. They they wanted they wanted to show they wanted to like acknowledge the original kind of horror that came from the first film. But that's all they focused on. That's all they mm-hmm. focused on. And and the did. real yeah. Yeah. Go on.
2: I was just saying, part of the reason why the first one was so horrific was some of those practical effects that just stuck with you,
4: and and you saw you saw them, and every and there were only like three scenes of that in that movie. Well, four, I think. No wait, dog, windows, no, yeah, there were three. There were three total, and and they uh, the rest of the movie was just basically just a horror sci-fi theme clue and it was mm. it was amazing it was amazing i just I, and I, I don't know if a cheap te- i have a very like s- strict line to wear to wear a uh, where it feels cheap for me so that's you know that's just my feel on believe it
2: believe that an american werewolf in london is as old as i am and it still is the best on screen
4: Oh my mm-hmm. god!
2: Transformation.
4: American
5: oh my Elfman god! Yes. Is fantastic.
6: Yeah, no.
2: It's like, but why had there not been an update? You know, someone that has been trying to raise the bar to that level.
6: I wonder if there's
2: some sort it's of. like line. black I sheep, can, and that's a comedy, can, a horror mm-hmm. comedy. But it mm-hmm. looks fantastic. But it's it's sheep, man. I mean, come on. If they can do it,
6: I can I'm gonna can regret sort of,
5: clicking on this link.
0: I can attest to that's, that. Um, this is. Um, something that was when i was on the process for him uh, um, apparent, apparently there was the artist or an artist there's a director i'm not sure if anyone's familiar with the project Freeboard. um i've
2: heard about no. that it never got off the ground they kept saying yeah. so much about what they were going to do and from what i could tell it was just trying to bait for money those feet right. look so good Finally.
0: Funnily enough, I think the same director went on the process for him, uh, tried another crowdfund, um, mm. and it fell through once more. Um, but I think there is a different director from when I was last on the process where they're trying to do the same thing, albeit with a smaller budget. But I think from what I heard, it, 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 it actually came through. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how that will, that will go.
2: Um, I I'm met not sure the anyone... guy Oh, was supposed to be doing, uh, I think, oh, what was his name? Um, I met him up at Akon once. Anthony Brownrigg is the guy who was going to be directing Freeborn. He's, uh, the, he's one of those really charismatic guys who can really talk something up, get people invested in it. But again, I, I, you really can't tell if there's anything behind that or if it's just those big pipe dreams.
4: Right what was it again oh oh it was that movie yeah that was supposed to be coming out right
2: yeah it was yeah i saw all the years and years yeah they did like a kind of a viral thing where they were doing like if you give support you get like these necklaces and stuff which you know i did and it i think i even like got a copy of like a tentative script that was all the, the not so good werewolf movie tropes unfortunately <laughs> It was very,
1: oh,
4: um,
2: no. it, like, good werewolves, bad werewolves, you know, and the Chosen One kind of thing.
1: <laughs> Twilight Cinema. Uh, chosen one. Uh, yeah, chosen yeah, world, yeah, The Chosen One. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't um, wait, I, I but... don't
2: know if, if any of that ever changed or came to be, but... I, I don't know.
0: But um, <laughs> I do know that there is apparently going to be a, an American Werewolf in London remake... And I think rumor is there's going to be a um, female role involved, so we can cross our yeah, fingers yeah. on that. Ooh. Oh. Um, it's nothing
5: that like sounds that awesome.
2: Paris, where they turn into backwards knees rats. <laughs>
0: uh which one are you referencing
2: american werewolf in paris
0: oh yeah the one we don't backwards knees rats
2: (laughs) yes i mean they were giant rats with backwards knees and it just it it made me so angry because it was supposed to be a conceptual sequel to an american werewolf in london and it was just Mm -hmm. terrible it was just terrible
1: what about the werewolves from ginger snaps
2: Uh, they had a lot of potential
0: I didn't
4: like the transformation was empty, nice. Really. Yeah. Honestly, I hate. I like the lot idea of a one-way one
6: way transformation. Yeah, that. The,
4: one the, way. the having to
6: hide the tail was nice.
2: But yeah, they, yeah. they weren't where they they turned into wolf monsters. I don't think there was any changing yeah. back and
6: forth. Nah.
0: <clears throat> and I know um, uh, who is it that's doing it? It's Universal's got their monster universe now, so they're got hmm. their own. Marvel universe so they're going to be redoing Wolfman so we'll see what happens with that. Oh God, God. Wolfman, Did you see they are redoing Wolfman. What? Ah, uh,
4: yes.
3: Exploding penises.
4: Exploding dicks <laughs> every day. <laughs> I, I think I missed something it, it here. What?
3: I think I missed that too.
5: Okay, <laughs> yeah, I just heard exploding penises. Oh, there's, so
0: a, there's a
3: movie called a movie called Wolf uh Oh
0: God, that scene! No. Man.
3: There's there's the TF scene in which his his penis is transforming, and it literally
0: yeah, it literally explodes. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound <laughs> nice. Oh, like, it's, it's, wait, nice no, it's great. No, it's it, great.
1: Like, it's like a. <laughs> Wait, it shows his like yes. penis? Yes. <laughs> is, is there like something underneath or is he like TGing or what? I it's no he, he, no, he, he no, it's it no, it a ex- wolf
3: penis on the inside. Because his, his penis his like explodes.
1: That's what like,
7: you bridges, do. <laughs> explodes. I didn't <laughs> think wolf was <laughs> known <goal> for you. <laughs> an <answer.
6: laughs> <laughs> so, do you imagine
1: being can you imagine being the CGI like special guy like on that for like twenty just, hours?
4: Like, it looks
1: practical. Oh my god. Oh, practical. Even better. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's oh, it's god. just like someone working. It's just like someone's We've working started on this.
0: A, this is now a viral campaign of looking for this exploding penis.
3: <laughs>
1: oh my god. I need to see this. Is it on YouTube? Let me check. Like I, I know I'm going to regret seeing it, but it's like a car crash like you can't stop watching.
4: We probably yeah. we probably <laughs> us, Ameri- oh, us, us people in America probably right can't. Like they <laughs> they sh- just they they're just so like ev- everyone just needs to see the beauty that is exploding dicks. Yeah, into like... wolf dick.
3: Oh here the infamous penis scene I found it.
4: Okay. We <gasps> oh, need to see <laughs> this. This is the
1: new like coming so of bad? age ritual for TF Enthusiasts. Yes. It might be
0: the
3: second half. Let me check. I don't
0: know if they actually show it.
3: It says the second is longer and more detailed. So like i think it's like a two parter here. (laughs) (laughs) Well I'm gonna watch it muted. (laughs) Yeah, I'm watching it muted too. Oh there he starts to pee right at like twenty five seconds or like twenty seconds and then he just starts to scream and and then yeah.
4: It explodes. Now we now we all like have
0: to. Oh,
5: oh that's oh oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh What
0: the fuck? This is this is like those <laughs> this one of those teens nice. react to videos.
3: <laughs> not very nice at all. It's like it's literally our finish, but this is fucking horrifying.
2: <laughs> well, at least they put some effort into this. Well, oh yeah, they did for sure.
5: It's, I oh suppose the whole God. skin breaking out thing is is just another, another way to do transformation, really. Isn't That's it? true.
2: Um, there have been some decent ones, like a uh, Hemlock Grove has some pretty ooh. affecting.
0: Yeah, um, it's gruesome. Really yeah, it's, not, it's yeah. not my
3: my thing, but it's well done. But they do it pretty sometimes, like where he, when he put like his hand through the wolf's mouth and
5: then yeah, the that cool.
3: yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
5: that was great. Like artistically, it's really really nice.
2: Yeah, and I can get where they're coming from, like mythologically, the whole taking off mm. your skin to become something,
5: but. Yeah, the skin lockers. I quite like uh, seeing skin ripping and, and breaking out of, of the pre existing skin. When it, when it's done with um, sort of non mammalian transformations, like uh, reptiles, mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Like sh- shedding the skins, kind of a cool thing. No, that mm-hmm. makes
2: a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I can see that. yeah,
5: mm-hmm. yeah. Or, I, I know that going back to, to the more stranger aspects of TF, um, bug bug TFs and, and insect TFs, which um, oh, a lot of people yeah. aren't, aren't a fan of, but that, that scene, can work as long as it's not gory or anything. Um, it can still retain its its interest at least, at least for me if it's done in that way as well. Because because bugs aren't aren't touched on very much, which is kind of a sh- I'm not talking like fly levels of, of of dropping off. That's that shit's disgusting.
4: What about mosquito um, man? <laughs> what about mosquito man?
0: Mosquito that what? was that was mosquito man. That was an interesting. Uh, I'm not sure I've seen that one. Oh, well that, that's it's, like it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Honestly,
4: like. Honestly, like, I, I've, I've always, like, thought about, like, experiment because, like, Chitin is, like, really, or Chitin, I don't know how do you pronounce chitin. it. Chitin? chitin.
6: It's Chitin? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I, I it's it's pronounced
2: it C-H, yeah.
4: Oh, my God. I, oh, my God. I can't. I can't. Me oh too. Oh, my God. Chitin. Chitin is so... <laughs> like, chitin, don't chitin don't worry, I so-
5: have the same i have i've had the same revelation when i heard its a true pronunciation i was like this can't be real
4: it's i'm uh, uh, <laughs> I, I hate words i hate words <laughs> um but but my point was like kai, kai like was just like oh this is impossible how do i how do i how do i like how do i like perceive this because like for me there's always like a science that goes behind it, and it's not like it's like This is the way it should be, but this is the way I like to think about it happening. And for me, bugs aren't a thing that happened because I just can't think of a clever way to make it happen. Because they're exoskeletons. It's like, how does your skin become bone? Well, uh, I mean, now that's... uh,
5: uh, uh, Chitin is similar, I think, in, in structure to Chitin sorry, uh, sorry, chitin is a similar structure to keratin, which is what your nails and hair are made out of. Um, yeah. In the same sense, scales as well. It's a similar, uh, it's a similar protein structure. So technically it would just be like growing an extra, it would be like growing scales really in, the, in that regard. It, but it, instead it's like a, an armor plate instead of a, instead of multiple overlapping scales. And I suppose since they don't have any internal bone structure, your bones would just kind of disappear i suppose i don't know it's a bit
2: weird like -like liquefaction of the things that are inside and building up the exoskeleton exterior
4: is that how is that how is that how caterpillars do the do
2: they they actually most of their body liquefies yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah,
5: that's most of their body actually
6: fucked up yeah
2: that's but what's, really, up.
5: what's really, what's very actually really cool, because they did experiments on on the caterpillars, and they had a uh, like a like a food, like a piece of food in two areas. I think I I might be completely brutalizing the study. Um, But they placed uh, a piece of food in one area, and a piece of food in the other, and when the caterpillar went over to the piece of food that was in one of the areas, they would, I don't know, give it electric shock or something, something negative, and then the other piece they wouldn't. Then it went into metamorphosis, and then when it came out, it observed that exact same behavior. So it it wasn't uh, like a metamorphosis where it forgets things. Their entire body was liquefied apart from, I think, the central nervous system and and some other uh, key components. But it was a retention of learned behaviors. So that's fascinating. Not, not only are they liquefied inside that little, uh, that little pod, but they remember it. They're probably well, to 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 an extent that you could say insects are aware. They're probably aware. So it's, it's a
2: that's an it's it's a continuity a continuity of their consciousness, at least as yes. much of a consciousness as they have.
5: Well, it, it, it's 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 arguable to say that they have a consciousness or any kind of sentience, which is it, because it's basically just interconnected ganglia. But it, it is it is it can be observed that they do have those same behaviours. So there's some hmm. pre- preservance of, of memory of some, of some kind. So in that sense, Interesting. It's probably safe to assume that if if uh, you know more complex organisms undergo underwent that transformation, they'd probably remember shit.
4: That's Fucking cool, like like I
5: love science. I love science. All right, Uh,
4: looks
1: like we got a lot of people who need to be in bed here, getting some sleep. So we're gonna do one last quick round, one question, nice and easy, and uh, probably head to bed then. So, quick, everybody, what's TF
6: do you wish uh, there were more of? Uh, FTM.
5: Uh, I was going to say bugs but I actually agree female to male transformation TG. So yay. T- I do love I one.
2: do love me some F to MTFs. Yay. I, I can't argue with that.
1: <laughs> we got three votes female to male.
6: You? <laughs> <laughs> are you on the are you on the boat? I guess, so. I, guess, I, I guess so. I guess I guess so like Oh,
0: quiet. What was that cheesy? Oh, I was going to say we need more dinosaurs.
6: <laughs> it's not biased at all. As long it? as it's, long it's serious, not related to macro,
0: There's no. It, just because they're extinct doesn't mean they need to be gone.
5: They're not extinct, though. Alright, so female <laughs> to male. Hurts,
1: female yep. the male dinosaur TFs. That is everybody's job <laughs> for the next month.
0: Gnome <laughs> King, I believe we have an idea for you to implement. <laughs>
5: trust me i'm working on one as we speak not one as we speak but yeah i've got one in the works
1: all right so there it is nice and simple we've had a lot of discussion and the theme the moral the end is draw a dinosaur male to female no oh, female
5: to male sorry projecting there yep. uh yeah, uh,
4: uh,
5: yeah.
0: So. I, I do love yeah. me from
5: male to female but female to male is not done enough yeah give me the uh, coffee
0: need to look out for those uh, exploding penises apparently oh god um, yep that will um, bring us to the close of this podcast finale part one Um, it's been quite the journey here with all of our uh, participants Uh, so I'll go ahead and close with allowing our um, podcasters to go ahead and do their own self promotion give links and how to reach them commissions and all that sort uh, so again, we'll start down from uh, top to bottom with Aranya. I'll go ahead and let you do your um, your link signal.
2: Um, well, thank you. Um, my main website is what I pretty much focus on as far as updates, which is Arania.comiki, which is K-A-M-I-K-I.net, And I've got a Patreon also under Arania and a few other galleries that I don't update nearly as often as I should, like for Affinity and DeviantArt.
3: But... That's mostly where I can be found.
0: Good stuff. And how about you, Katana?
3: Thank you for having me. And you can find me on Infinity under Caternalia. I'm on DeviantArt. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the sites. Just look for Katana and you can find me.
0: Okay. Sorry, I was typing. Um, And... (laughs) how about you Cobalt K
7: oh, thanks for having me again um, it was great to, uh, this was an awesome uh, conversation but uh, you can find me pretty much on for Affinities where I post all of my TF stuff Cobalt K C-O-B-A-L-T-K um, and uh, my webcomic Urgent Transformation Crisis also focuses on transformation that's at utc-comic.com
0: all right, good stuff, and yep, I can, can I can attest for some great work on his uh, urchin transformation comic. Uh, I would definitely recommend you check into that when you get a chance. Um, and next we have uh, pessimist. All right,
4: thanks, thanks, thanks again. This was awesome. This was actually really awesome. Um, oh no, where's everything? Okay. My uh, my my URL is uh, foraffinity.net/slash/user/slash/pessimist. That's with one um, I have a Patreon that you can go to. I am doing an animation for called Subspace. You can you you can go to my Patreon and you can. you can do I don't know maybe like download the storyboard I'll be doing frequent updates on that Um, do check it out the link to my Patreon will be like right at the front of my profile so if you want to check that out please check it out that's all I gotta say thank you
0: (laughs) alright good stuff and uh, last but not least we have the Gnome King
5: thank you very much um, I'm on FA most of, the, most of the time pretty much post everything on there uh, I occasionally post on Weasel but it's mostly off on FA first um, it's uh, the Gnome King with an N-O-M-E and not G-N-O-M-E um, and I've got links to a Transformation Story Index where you can look at all my stories um, I don't post very often but when I do I'll usually post either one or two stories or I'll just dump so yeah just check me out there uh, I don't really have anywhere else, but if if it's if it's anything, it's going to be under the known.
0: All right, good stuff. And um, as far as the podcast goes, um, if we have some new ones here, um, if you want to look into the previous podcast episodes or even season one of uh, the podcast, you can simply go to our website, which is http colon forward slash forward slash changingtimespodcast.com. And it will simply lay it out for you right in front of you um, from recent to lo- um, oldest of Season 2 where you can listen to The individual uh, episodes Where we have everyone here today uh, Speak on uh, Different topics and then of course For Season 1 as well um, And if you just prefer to make things Simple and just want to get alerts for when We uh, post a new podcast episode You can follow me on Furfinity which is furfinity.net Slash user slash dino, and that is C-H-E-A-S-Y-D-I-N-O um, and then also on DeviantArt, which I will be eventually updating here soon to uh, be in sync with the Fur Affinity, which is Um, um <clears throat> And I have uh, recently forgot to plug in as well that we are available as a RSS feed. So if you prefer RSS, you can click on the RSS link on the website and that will uh, link you to that in the future, as well as a mobile app compatibility. So you could just download the Podbean app, search for Changing Times Transformation, and you can subscribe, stream, or download the episodes as you see fit. And of course, data charges may apply. Alright, so um, Again, I want to thank everybody For coming in, especially to Our audience here And I want to give a big thank you to Rarden and the Moderation for the Transformation Discord And allowing us to um, Post this big Big, um, community Driven episode finale In their Discord Um, And for Rarden um, And helping to organize this big Big, uh thing that we're having right now um and again this is part one so we have two more episodes next episode um will be with uh previous what little napoleon T.G. wonder uh, faust and cora blue and that will be aired on uh june 10th. um <clears throat> and uh, last but not least in terms of what's coming forward for season three i do want to announce um For the first portion of Season 3, I will be taking a leave of absence, I'll be leaving it in the hands of Meliflox to head that and uh, take it into his own hands, so that way I can uh, devote more of my time to... doing my work for Little Napoleon and his Changeling Tales in the soundtrack um, since it's quite a bit to deal with. But um, that's not to say I might jump in here and there, but uh, I will be leaving that in his hands and I uh, trust him well with that. So um, with that said, I'll go ahead and close it here again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for all of our podcasters and participating and taking your time to devote to this So, this is Cheesy Dino with the Changing Times Transformation Podcast, joined by my co host, Bella Flox. I hope you all good night.